Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. It's LBC 97.3. It's practically Christmas. I can say that. Because I know it's only the 13th. It feels like, feels like it's later. I feel as I've done Christmas already. I mean, we've seen trees out. We've seen the reeds out. And, and now in this sort of run-up, this final two weeks... You're going to be rushing around like mad things. I see people staggering out of Poundland, you know, bags are bulging and they bought this and that. I'm going to go and get tinsel today and I'm going to decorate this studio because this is the only radio studio in the entire building, and I have checked them all, that has no... uh, I mean, Classic FM is is the classic Christmas studio. You, I mean, you cannot believe... They've done it to wind up Francis. <laughs> so every day, it started off with a piece of tinsel on the windowsill. And, and then we had a garland. Then we had, um, then we had some tinsel put on the microphones. <laughs> At the moment, they've got four Christmas trees in there. They've sprayed the windows with snow. They've got more tinsel than they're selling in Selfridges. It's just the funniest thing ever. And there's a reindeer in the window. There's a Santa Claus who waves. <laughs> they've got everything. Absolutely everything. LBC... Nothing. Nothing. As if Scrooge himself were running it. Not a Christmas card, not a dormouse, nothing at all. So it's it's all there, but you just can't put it on display. I've got no idea why people don't do Christmas. It's the happiest time of the year. It's the time when you can bring joy to children and elderly people. And radio producers. And, you know, and you can have sprouts and you can do everything. And talking of sprouts, Julietta one of my listeners who goes back a long way with me, uh, discovered that there was a drink made from or made with sprouts. Well, she'd never heard of it before. So anyway, she tracked it down to a Christmas market in St Catherine's Square in Brussels. She said, I haven't tried it, so I can't say if it's drinkable, but it's clearly a lovely sprout colour. And here it is. There it is. It is a drink made with sprouts. Now, to be honest with you, I can't read this. I just know it's a based uh, plantes of alcohol, shoot de Brussel, and it's made with Brussels sprouts. That's all I can tell you. And it looks to me like it's, it's lime juice cordial. But I have a sneaking fear that it isn't. And I might try it out on Julie Peasgood later, but not tell her it's made with sprouts. I might tell her it's a very, very ancient Brussels recipe that goes back to the Dark Ages, and she might buy into it. It's got a picture of a grandmother on the outside and pictures of sprouts... I mean, only in, Br- only in Brussels would they have something made out of Brussels sprouts. I mean, the trouble is, it could be an aphrodisiac. It could... I mean, it, you know, there is every... Perhaps I won't dry it on her. <laughs> probably safer that way. <laughs> it's called Peckett, I think. It probably says something... I've just probably said something terribly rude, I'm afraid. <laughs> anyway, I trust you are well. I trust we all watch The X Factor. Because at the moment, you could be forgiven for thinking that television and the newspapers are run by Simon Cowell. Because last night we had uh, Cheryl Cole's Big Night In, which frankly turned out to be the wettest, most drippiest programme I've ever seen, produced by Simon Cowell, together with the Susan Boyle documentary you've got coming up, I think, either tonight or whenever, produced by Simon Cowell. All the acts produced by Simon Cowell. Every front page of the papers produced by Simon Cowell. And, And having watched and having been misled... I think, by the Cheryl Cole programme. Having been told it was Cheryl Cole's big night in, I expected the intelligent woman to sit there and chat to us. No, 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 no. It was the Holly Willoughby show with guest Cheryl Cole, who sat there wearing a bizarre amount of outfits that just only reinforced to me how emaciated this girl is. I mean, if you look at Holly Willoughby, she's... Holly is slim. Well, Cheryl Cole, there's nothing of her. 
Absolutely nothing. It's like a bag of bones. Um, too much makeup. Uh, some very funny little outfits. Some naff miming singing. Because what they do is, did you turn off? The beginning of the show, she started doing this, whatever this song is, wearing an outfit that, I don't know where they got it from, Tutankhamun's tomb, I assumed. I mean, it was just ghastly. And, uh, and she started singing. I thought, aha, I know what you're doing. You've recorded the track, and now you're singing over the top of it. But her singing was, I mean, it was flat as a pancake at the beginning. It was absolutely the flattest thing I've ever heard. And I suppose they have to do that so people go, oh, at least she was singing live. Well, she was, but over herself. And it got worse. We dragged out a plethora of people who, frankly, I thought would have at least done the country a favour and disappeared for the festive season. But no, there they were. Alexandra Burke, one more album, that's about it. Uh, Rihanna, I've got no idea. And then another song from Cheryl Cole, sort of incorporating some of the naffest dancing I've ever seen. The dancers worked quite hard, but I thought it was going to be Cheryl Cole sitting down, telling us how wonderful it is, and, you know, in that naff northern accent, which you just about bear for a second. And I think they realised that. That's why they then went, I tell you what, let's bring Holly Willoughby in, because she's fine, she can do that bit. But it just became Holly Willoughby, brown noses Cheryl Cole. That was, that was the whole basis of the thing. It was interesting, in so much as I then realised that there's going to be nothing else happening for Cheryl Cole. Consequently, the news of the world story at the moment, which is Cheryl wants to quit and have a baby, is the biggest pile of rubbish, although the best advice she's ever had for ages. They, there is no way. They say here, uh, mega-rich Cheryl. All comes down to money, doesn't it? Mega-rich mega rich Cheryl. As if anybody's particularly interested in a dreary husband. But anyway, they've said here, it's six months of the year. It's a huge commitment, this show. Oh, dear lovey. You need to get out in the real world. It's like 12 months of the year. So you just work six months of the year. And, and Cheryl wanted to have a baby with Ashley this year, but put it off because she's got work. Yeah, It's either, do you want a career or do you not want a career? OK? You don't have to have a career. Nobody's particularly interested. But Simon Cowell, apparently, is desperate to keep his ace judge. We could get, drop her tomorrow. It wouldn't make any difference to the programme. And ITV would double her £1.2 million salary. No, they wouldn't. It's just a load of old baloney, isn't it? They just come up with, you know, some... Big load of old puff that they, they give to the papers. Oh, that's right, then they'll double her salary to 2.4 million. No, they won't. ITV are cash-strapped. They wouldn't pay something like that to somebody who they wouldn't even trust presenting their own show, even though it had hurt her name. It was, it was Holly Willoughby's show. I didn't see Robbie Williams, but I'm led to believe he was as balmy as ever, I'm afraid. But we got rid of Stacey, the public voted, and uh, off she went back to Dagenham. Never to be heard of ever again. And the reason is, she'll do the tour, won't bring an album out, that'll be it. Strangely enough, Little Joe, one of Little Joe's friends, who comes from the performing arts school, where Little Joe comes from, um, was saying that he, he, he won't want to go to America if he wins. He wants to complete his, his education in the, in the drama school. And I'm thinking, no, he won't. This is a pack of lies. He'll do what he's told. He's under contract. Every single one of them's under contract. If he comes and wins this thing tonight, which is every good possibility, Ollie will disappear back to the call centre, and then you'll end up with Joe, and he will do what he's told. He's under contract. Can't just start deciding. Otherwise, you end up like Steve Brookstein. I'm not recording covers. Off! Last you ever heard of him. I know he tours, and I know that we, we talked to him. And he, he was quite honest about it. And he said, if you don't do what they want to do, they cut you off like that. They're not interested. It's like working for the royal family. You work for them as a servant. The moment you leave, that's it. You hear nothing from them ever again. It's almost as if you're just, you're obliterated. It's like you walk into a, a little box and somebody pushes a button and you, and you disappear completely. Nice to see that uh, Vic Beckham was out on the town yesterday wearing a wholly inappropriate outfit. I really don't know what it was. It was just looked like a dead fox slung around her shoulder. Meanwhile, poor old Christy Bleakley, 
the oldest 28-year-old in the business, was tottering around there going to watch a football match. Because she's apparently having a, having a liaison with, uh, with Frank Lampard, who I thought was going out with James O'Brien, but there you go, obviously not. I mean, let's talk about it enough round. Eh? You know, old Frank phoned up, and Frank did this, and Frank... But he's going out with Christine Bleakley. More than welcome, I think. Uh, more on uh, Tiger Woods. Gillette, more than a man can get, are trying to distance himself. Oh, is that Max Clifford's house? That's quite nice, isn't it? I like Max Clifford's car. Very nice. <laughs> I do like Max's house. I like Max Clifford. I think he's nice. Oh, I'll tell you what I saw the other day. There's a bit in the paper today, and the only reason that I, uh, I mention it is because I was so horrified, I watched it again and again and again and again. And it's an advert for people who can't get through payday, or up to payday, without a little loan. And so what they do is they say, this is, it's something like quids are in or something, whatever it is, you, you phone them up and they will lend you a little bit of money to get you through to payday. And I think, well, there's, there's probably quite a number of people who do this. But the one thing that stuck out from this advert on the television is the rate of interest. And I couldn't believe it. There's somebody in the paper today saying that they would charge 330% interest on a loan. This puts this company on the television, you know, into insignificance. The company on the television, their rate of APR is 2,360%. And they put it up on the television. Rate of interest, APR, 2,360%. I thought you'd have to be desperate to go to a company like that. You would have to be so desperate to pay those sort of rates of interest. And that's why, when they, when they make a big deal of the paper about somebody being charged 300%, this 2,360%, as an advert on the television, is nothing short of scandalous. I'm surprised that they've allowed the advert to go through, because it preys on people who, quite clearly, cannot survive from one payday to the next, because they're paying off all the previous loans. Have you ever heard of interest rates at that? 2,360%. I thought maybe there was a decimal point missing or something, but no, 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 there wasn't. That's what they charge. Treacherous Tiger Woods romped with a mistress in his marital bed on the night his father died. And here she is. Her name is Jamie. Jamie's a bit naff, I'm afraid, with uh, a big, round, fat, podgy face and uh, badly bleached hair. But uh, she's 26. I don't know what she does for a living. I have a sneaking feeling she's model. Yes, she's, she is. She's a, a former model. Lovely. It's, it's a bit rough. And to be honest with you, I don't know why people make such a big deal about it. He wants to sleep with people. What do you think people go to lap dancing clubs for? You don't, what do you think all the people go to lap dancing clubs or who, who use ladies of the night are single? Of course they're not. They're not. You don't go for conversation. We know you go for conversation. The producer's the only one. He goes in there and they go, hmm, would you like a dance? And he goes, can we talk about the rate of inflation? So he sits down there with a small vimto. If he's pushing the boat out, some cheesy quavers. And he'll sit down there and talk all night. Actually, Alan Dodgen did do that. He went, went to a lap dancing club with some friends. And the girl came and sat next to him. And he said, he said, this may come as a bit of a surprise, he said, but I'd just like to talk. So they sat and talked. Very worrying, isn't it? I mean, I, th- I think in the producer's case, I mean, I think he's, he's sort of... He's, it, it's all a bit overwhelming for him, you know. You go into clubs and young ladies are thrusting themselves at him. And I think he finds it a little bit disconcerting this time of year. So that's why we're looking forward to welcoming him, welcoming him to the LBC Christmas party on the 22nd. Just to see what he's like. Because I've been promised entertainment. I'm hoping it's him. I have a sneaking feeling it'll be something else. Quarter past eight is the time. For the travel, Craig Birchill. Morning, Steve. Blackfriars Bridge is closed uh, until the... Steve Allen. Morning, everyone. It's nice to be company. It's something... Come on. Up, 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 up. No good staying. I know you want to stay in bed. And I know you're, you're quite happy just lying there thinking, 
I just really haven't got the energy to get out of bed. I didn't get to bed last night until half past twelve, little stop out that I was. I went out for, for dinner. I didn't pay. Very nice. Paul Cooper paid. And, uh, and lovely Sarah. I don't think Sarah paid. I think Paul paid for everybody. It was only about 12 of us. Uh, and I had a couple of vodkas and Diet Cokes, you know. And, and I had a bit of a dessert, but I'm blowed if I can remember what the Dickens it was, actually. I think it was ice cream, but I don't think it was down as ice cream. I think it was something else. And I had veal. Veal escalope, which came with some little sauté. It was quite nice, actually. It was quite a pleasant evening. Very pleasant evening. and a very nice time. And Paul Paul's couldn't drink very much last night, Paul Sol, because he's got to open up the shop today, on a Sunday, which he never does, to sell Christmas trees. Because it's almost one of, one of your last times to get hold of them. Because if you leave it much later, I think Tuesday you've got to order your turkey from Marks and Spencers. I think that's their final cut-off point for pre-ordering your turkey. Will there be one going down to your house this year, Johnny? Will be having a turkey, will you? Or yeah, yeah, yeah your mum's round. Okay, right, as per usual. One of these. Are you cooking, or she's bringing all the food with her? She just brings the food. Yeah, exactly. So poor old mum turns up, you know, with all the baskets of food, and so she turns on the oven. Well, I know you're working with me. In the, yeah, but you put turkeys in for ages. You put them in. You've got beef. You haven't got turkey this year. Oh, right. My friend Michael went to the fish shop yesterday because they, they sell turkeys. And he's pre-ordered a Norfolk bronze. Whatever that... Do you know how much it is? About £70. Pounds. And then I looked in the Marks and Spencer's catalogue and their turkeys are about 70 quid as well. It's quite a lot of money. But the first time ever I ventured in the fish shop. And, you know, loads of fish. Loads of fish. And I don't do fish. But on the other side, it's all... Meat and venison and sausages and stuff like that. It must be the busiest place in Twickenham, Mr Paul Cooper, I should imagine. But uh, I did go in there and they go, come on, be brave, be brave. Oh, I can't do fish, I really can't. I've only got to sit, they've got giant prawns in there. I feel ill just looking at them. I really do. They're, they're just, ugh. Just ca- and crabs. Oh, but they moved. These things are still breathing. So what they do is they actually put them on crushed ice. And they, it slows them, oh, God. Not for me at all, I'm afraid. Don't mind looking at fish, but they're just not very good. Do fish fingers, strangely enough. Perhaps it's one of those quirks, isn't it? Anyway, I'll tell you what I have got for you today, and I should have mentioned it earlier on. I've got a very special Steve Allen Howlow Sony Vio laptop. Oh, which can be won at 11 o'clock this morning. In other words, this competition will finish at 11am. So it's now 21 minutes past 8 and you can win it. It's a top-performing laptop. It's got 250 gigabytes of hard drive, more than enough room to store everything, the music and the important documents and your photos and stuff like that. So it's a Sony Vio. I don't need to tell you anything about it. You can check it out on the internet. Just type it in on Google, and it will show you what it looks like. This one can be yours for pennies. It's got a stylish design and a textured finish. But how low will it go? They do go low. And when I say low, they go very low. be very unlikely if this thing ever reached anywhere like £3. So what you're looking at is you're looking at the lowest unique bid. That's the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. So you take out your mobile phone and you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, then your bid in pence. So if you think it's going to be £1.19, you text Steve, 119, and you send that to treble eight two one. OK, make up your own amount of pence, because somebody listening might think, oh, I'll go for Steve. No, make up your own one, please. It's much safer, because if two people uh, go with the one I thought of, then uh, nobody's going to win, are they? So uh, go for that. So you text Steve, your bid in pence. If, if you just want to do nine pence, just do Steve nine, and send that to treble eight two one. Competition ends at 11am this morning. Got to be over 16. The entries are limited and cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Good luck.
and uh, we'll remind you of it a little bit later on. Do you know I'm watching? Um, what am I watching at the moment? Coronation Street. I've got a bit confused actually because I'm I'm watching Corrie's Rosie Webster, and I've got no idea where she's coming from at all. I, re- I haven't followed. I'm getting a bit confused with Dev. Because Dev at the moment has got the problem that Fathers for Justice seem to have, which is when a family split up if there are children involved, um, Dev the other night wants to get back with Sunita, but she's not interested because she has a new man. The trouble is, she has the children. He obviously has visiting rights. But then her new man, who she's been going out with for a short amount of time, said to Dev, listen, I'll, I'll, I'll put the kids to bed, I'll, I'll, I'll bath them and everything else. And Dev went up the wall. And, you know, for, for, for that moment, I sympathised with him. Absolutely. A perfect stranger bathing your children. I don't care what anybody says. It just... I know it has to occur at some time, but you just don't like to think about it. And he, he went berserk and quite clearly was a broken person. I think he's actually going about it all the wrong way because he loses his temper very quickly. But you can understand it, can't you, how people are in very similar positions and all of a sudden somebody moves in. I remember talking to a friend of mine who split up from his wife and they had three children and he said, he said now she, she's got another bloke. He said, what happens if they move to Scotland? Or I said, well, you just have further to travel to see them. But, uh, but there's nothing that can stop them moving at all. And that's why my, my, my heart went out to poor old Dev, because I, I suddenly thought this is probably an awful lot of, uh, a lot of people's situation at the moment. Uh, 84850, uk. So I'm, I am definitely going to go and get uh, Christmas deckies today. I'm going to do this studio out like a good old turkey tomorrow. By the time they come in for the breakfast show, there's going to be tinsel on every microphone. Because I don't see why LBC should be the only station in this building. Not to have, There's no cards up. I've got them all hidden in my pigeonhole. I'm going to string them across the room, you know, because I've got loads of cards, loads of cards. Everybody's got loads of cards. It's fabulous. 84850, steve at uk. Uh, another one here. You ought to see Iris's Christmas decorations in Teddington. She's so lit up it can be seen from space, says Brian. <laughs> A lot of people suggesting that maybe Cheryl Cole could be uh, separating. I don't think so. I really do. Put it way, I think they'll end up doing what I call a Beckham, which is where they're they're together, but they've got separate careers. She doesn't go to football matches because she's too busy, and he doesn't go to the X Factor because he's too busy. If he does do it, they make such a big deal about it. It's like the Beckhams. Oh, look, the Beckhams are together for dinner. And then every other picture you see, she's out doing her own business. Because it, I mean, it must be quite lonely, I would have thought, if, if you're the Beckhams. You never know where you are at, uh, at, uh, at any Oh, I tell you, we did go. We went to Winter Wonderland, Alan and I, on... When did we go? Friday. By God, it's expensive. By God, it's expensive. First of all, I was desperate for a hot dog. Cheapest hot dog, £4. £4. Glass of naff mulled wine, £4. Toffee apple, £2.50. But, but and the trouble is, I bought one. I'm not, I don't really sort of do that sort of thing anyway. And it's got so much dye in it, I look like I had lipstick on. All right, so I did have some lipstick on, but that's another story. And so... All that sugar, it's really... So I didn't eat all of it, I just had a little bit of it. The fish and chips, £6.50, disgusting. The rides, you've got to buy um, tokens. Each token is a pound. To go on the big wheel at the end, £7.50. To go on a thing, and I don't know what it's called, it's where you all sit round a tower, 40 of you, or 32 of you, and you go up to the top of the tower, the tower's running down the middle of this big seat, and then you get to the top, and then it drops. £6 each. Six pounds each. Most rides are four pounds. Most rides are four pounds. So if you're going with the family, 
<clears throat> and you want, and they've got some naff, they've got the same Christmas, I mean, why would you go to a Christmas fair, ladies and gentlemen, and buy something that cuts twigs in half? There's a bloke demonstrating one of these, a pair of, um, secateurs. To, what, I've never seen so stupid in my life. Best decorated, um, is the old-fashioned penny-in-the-slot amusements from Carter's with some beautiful artwork and a ride. But I do hate people who sit on rides and had a girl on this little ride for, for kids sitting there, bored out of her mind, reading a book. You know, just looking for... I'd have gone to... Listen, darling, why don't you go home, because you're a waste of space. I mean, really, some very shoddy staff up there, I'm afraid. But it's free to go in, so you can go and have a wander around if you like. But by God, take some money with you, because it's blooming... But watch it, because I suspect wherever there are crowds, there's pickpockets. And it's just full of people. And, you, you know, you've really got to watch, your, watch yourself quite a lot. But apart from that, it's OK for free, but it looks much better at night time when it's dark. But people are pushing pushchairs through there. And, and we, we didn't leave there, I think, till about 8 o'clock. And there's still people with pushchairs... You think, no, it's far too late. There is a very big children's area where they've got all the uh, the adult rides, but in, in miniature, which is quite nice. So uh, go and give that, a, go and give that a, a whirl up there. Winter Wonderland, it's a high park. You can walk for St James's Park much easier. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. I know about prawns. They are the scavengers of the sea world. I remember seeing a programme on television years ago where somebody put their feet in water and the prawns came and nibbled all the dead skin on their feet. Yucky, yucky, yucky. That's why we don't have prawns, because they hang around sewage outlets. This is LBC Night... Whitney awaiting pies. What an incentive Do you know, is. honestly, I've, I've seen people plumbing new depths. <laughs> Actually, strange enough, when, when Ronnie O'Sullivan came out the other day, and I'm not the biggest fan of Ronnie O'Sullivan, knowing what the family history is mm. and everything else and his little problems, and, and he yawned before he went on. <laughs> I thought, perhaps he's not fully awake, and he was, but he did get the biggest cheer. I forget he was playing. He was playing some bloke he'd never played before, yeah. I don't think. But, you know, well, he has walked out of a match before because he just got bored and got fed up. I'm not at all surprised. I was bored watching him walk <laughs> on. I walked out of the room twice. I thought I was going to phone him and tell him. But it's, I find snooker the most dull thing. To, it's like golf on the television. You see, I'm, I'm split. It's the sort of thing, if you really watch it closely and you get into it, you can get quite into it. But you it. should go, shouldn't you? Because you well, can't you should, really. the live... Because I looked at the audience, they're a bit like seals. <laughs> the, uh, the, mm, 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 like that, clapping. Obviously, somebody say, look, clap. Look, make it look as though you're happy. <laughs> and they've got some naff comp here who brings on Ronnie O'Sullivan. Like, mm, 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 like well, they've tried to sort of sex it up with all that, haven't they? With no, the, the music when they come on. It doesn't work. It doesn't not work. for snooker. You can't sex up snooker. Although, at one time, it used to be ladies used to watch snooker. Because the blokes were bending over the table, and they quite they quite liked that. Whereas I've noticed now, the audience is made up, well, it's just mainly gay guys, I think, <laughs> who are standing there watching the same thing. But then golf, you know, I mean, this, I mean, I've sat there, either I'm completely blind, and the camera goes up in the air, and I thought, well, where is it? Yeah. Where is this ball? The next minute, bang, it drops down on the ground, but they can't really see it. It's not a great television sport, I don't think, Can we golf. have black balls? <laughs> because I'm, I don't want They'd to be, be ridiculous. Well, you at least just see the thing going up in the sky, because if it's white, the clouds are white, and you don't see it. Fluorescent, maybe. Fluorescent balls. That might work. I could cope with that. <laughs> Talking of that, when is your fight? When uh, well, is it now? It's that's now, a very the, good question. The dates are on and off here, like a yo-yo. It is very frustrating. It, um, it'd be easier it to had pick been out scheduled. Tiger Woods' next squeeze than <laughs> when you're fighting. <laughs> it had been scheduled for February the 26th. Yeah. It is now likely to be April. Oh, I'm just still so waiting for confirmation. By this, <laughs> so this thing I. is going to happen. Exactly. It's what you're hoping, In isn't it? In training. <laughs> are you still training? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, I've eased off from golly. twice to once a week at the moment over the, over, over the festive, festive period. Yes. Yeah. Are you going to the Christmas party? Um, not the newsroom one. I'm not here. Oh, you're not here. No. Where are you? Uh, I'm back at York. Oh, that right. is my my family Christmas on that day. Right. So I can't be there for the real thing. It's so the 22nd. No yeah. doubt somebody will disgrace themselves. <laughs> well, I hope me. so. Well, yes, I hope so. I always look forward to people disgrace. It definitely will not be me. Definitely, I'm just going to be drinking tea and coffee tonight. <laughs> of course you are. I've had a, no, I am seriously because I'm, <laughs> I've got to work the next day and I can't, I can't work with a headache <laughs> at all. But the thought of you fighting is kind of keeping me going through. <laughs> so we now think April, but we, we haven't got a date for Not it. officially. Um, right. That could be any time now. But okay. is it, yeah, it's, it's very frustrating because you're focusing on a particular date. <laughs> Which day were you focusing on? <laughs> <laughs> the day after. I think you've. I, th- I think before this thing happens, you'll have been to the doctor and got a sick note, <laughs> and you'll go. Unfortunately, well, it's, it's not me that's injured. That's the problem. It's, no, it's some of the others. How many are you fighting? Well, I'm only fighting one. Right. But, uh, there's, Do you know who it there, is? There's ten fights on the night. Right. And like two or three of them of the fighters have, have pulled out injured. God. I've noticed that Alex Reed, the cross-dressing uh, ex-cage fighter, is giving up cage fighting. He wants to be an actor again now. Does he? He's going for a part of a doctor in Holby City. <laughs> I mean, I can't think of anything worse to be on. It'd be more fun if he, if he cross-dressed for it. <laughs> Interesting. OK, Phil, thank you. Thank you. Very much indeed. So we'll keep you posted on the day of the fight. Because I know you're riveted by this. Cause it's <laughs> gone on longer than my career, this thing. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed. In a bit. I watched Strictly Come Dancing last night, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I don't normally watch it. And the reason I don't watch it is because I'm not really that interested. I think it's quite clever. But I'm, I was intrigued by Brian Fortuna and Ali Bastian. Now, he's the bloke who looks like he's about to grow a moustache. But then he's obviously... The, I, I, I keep looking at him thinking, have you had a shave? Or can you not really be bothered? Because, I mean, sometimes, if, if, if I go a day without having a shave, I can look quite sort of rugged and butch. I can so. And, uh, but he's got this sort, of, this sort of thing going on underneath his nose, which looks like he hasn't shaved properly. But anyway, I thought they danced quite well, considering that, you know, she'd broken her foot or done something with it. And so I watched her, I thought it looked OK, and they got really high scores, eights and two nines. And, and I suddenly came to the conclusion that Alicia Dixon... Lovely, though, she, she can't string two words together. I thought, I'm shouting at the television, can't you speak properly? How come we have somebody who speaks English? It was just ridiculous, you know, wrong words, wrong pronunciation. Oh, it's just awful. But anyway, so, and then they get voted off. We, 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 we get rid, and apparently Ali Bastian was involved in a bit of a row, the papers are saying, in the corridor. They were shouting at each other. She looks like the person to shout, doesn't she? She looks like, I'm glad she's gone, actually, and I've gone right off her. I, th- I think she's bullying him. She's sort of sitting there because at one point they were sort of cozying up to each other. And for some reason, even though they're both adults, although you'd never guess it from their behaviour, um, they can't tell you if they're an item or if they're not an item. Like, you, know, you could understand if they were 12 years old and you'd be saying, are you going, is that your boyfriend? I can remember asking my, my eldest, you know, have you got a boyfriend? No. <laughs> they go like that. You get to be an adult and they go, oh, we, don't have no, we don't have a comment on it. Well, you're not sure... Well, you're just too stupid. What is it? Either you're going out or you're not going out. You're supposed to be adults. Like Christine Bleakley. Are you going out with Lampy? You're going out with Stacey Solomon? Oh, it's just dreadful, isn't it? Just dreadful. But anyway, for the, uh, for the X Factor special, they've all been invited, including Chelsea and Harry. I don't think they'll go. I don't think Prince Harry will go to that. She had a dream about that. I went to a nightclub and Prince Harry was there for some reason. Serving. Don't know why. Gary Lineker's new wife won't be watching him, hosting the Sports Personality of the Year. Thank God for that. That's something that's run its course. Uh, because she's hooked on the X Factor. <laughs> 
So I'm just about to do another joke, actually, then I suddenly realise I can't. But never mind, it's good. I do worry about people giving references. There's a bloke in the paper today, Lord Patel. Lord Patel. This is a very interesting one, actually, for Andrew Pearce. Sort of thing he'd like. Uh, Lord Patel was under fire last night for giving a glowing character reference for two crooked businessmen. He claims, because they all apparently come from the same village, he claims they were very nice people. Then, when he was quizzed by the paper, and both of these people have been found guilty of perverting the courses of justice, Firoz Patel and um, another one, Rizwan Patel, he said they were very nice people. He said, oh, I write out loads of references for people. I, I've, you know, as far as I'm concerned, they, they, they were all right. I mean, he's quite clearly an idiot. You don't give references to two bent crooks just because they come from the same village. I mean, just absolutely ridiculous. He's refused to apologise. He says, he said, I'm, I'm not related to them. He said, I can't remember because I give character references to so many people. Idiot. Idiot. You should remember. It's the whole idea about a character reference. You're supposed to, if you do a character reference, it means you know them. Not like you lying through your teeth. You're supposed to know these people. I can't, you know, I mean, I can't give a character reference to my producer. Because it means that I would have to have known him from a period of time. And frankly, it's like working with a stranger. You know, I don't know. I know his name and I know what he looks like, but I don't know. I mean, he might live in a huge... Well, I'm not sure I know your name either, actually. I know the name he uses here, but I'll tell you, I think that's to get round immigration. And uh, so, I mean, but I, I don't know him. As such. So if somebody said, can you give me a character reference for... Um, well, what's his name? And, and I'd be saying, well, I mean, no, listen, I can write down, yes, I've known him for a number of years, but, you know, that's it. I don't know him properly. Not in a Tiger Woods kind of way. So that's, and so I, I couldn't, I couldn't hold my hand up and say I could give a reference. But Johnny, I could give a reference to, because I've met the family. Yeah, met the brother and the mother, you know. Yeah, exactly. Apologies necessary, I think, all round. So, so you could do it. But this is a man who's, you know, he's, he's a lord. And he's giving out references and he doesn't know these people. Ridiculous. Uh, what else was in the paper today? It's, uh, oh, I can't read Lauren Booth's column. It's what's commonly known as lame, I'm afraid. Very lame. Lord Coe. Apparently, on Desert Island Discs today, Lord Coe mentions his little-known Indian heritage. Which is interesting, isn't it? He used to live in Twickenham, Sebi Coe. And, um, and here they are, the, uh, the Cadbury Flake Girls. Apparently, four Flake Girls have joined the Keep Cadbury's British campaign. I quite like that idea, actually. like that idea. They, they, they have to keep it um, British. I don't think it makes any difference. Most of your stuff is made abroad now. I think the producer was made abroad in a factory, I think, in Taiwan. But most stuff, it doesn't make any difference, does it, where it, where it's made? Keep Cadbury's British. I did, to be honest with you, it wouldn't have come as any surprise to me if somebody said, oh, by the way, did you know it's all made elsewhere? Because I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't have worked that out at all. Uh, the police have quizzed um, Corrie's Ryan over a Tina fight. That one's going to run and run. Uh, Simon Cowell looking very smug. Uh, and so he should be, because I think he's got more shows on television over Christmas. They make them and try and pretend they're nothing to do with them. So the Susan Boyle show is his. I think the uh, Cheryl Cole, very lame show, was his. You know, if you want to spend a night in with Cheryl Cole, the advice is don't go out again. So hopefully that won't turn into anything. Uh, the X Factor you'll all watch tonight. I forget how many albums he'll have in the charts. I think The Soldiers is his as well. I I'm convinced it's got him stamped all over it because of the TV advertising. And uh, and also there's another. there's a band, I think, of the... Royal Scots Dragoon Guards, whatever it is, it's, it's a, a, ba- a military band out. And I was thinking, is this a new recording or is this an old recording? Because I, why would you waste time and trouble getting somebody into a studio when there must be thousands of recordings of, of military bands all over the place? So we shall wait and find out. I don't know if you saw the lady on 
uh, Noel Edmonds's Deal or No Deal. Her name's Corinne Davis. She's 74. And the best offer she got from the banker was £88,000. £88,000. It was either 88000 she had a penny, or 250000 And she was offered £88,000. Now, I'm shouting at the television, take the money, for God's sake. At least it's guaranteed 88000 Either the penny or 250000 She turns it down, she opens the box, and shazam, it's a penny. It's a penny. She could have had 80, £88,000, which would have kept most people happy for a long, long time. But she chose to gamble it out of sheer greed. It's got nothing else to do with anything apart from sheer greed. It's a case of, I'm turning down 88000 because there's a chance, in one of these boxes, there's a quarter of a million. There's also a chance there's a penny. And that's what's so interesting in the... Pro- I mean, I, I love watching people... It's like golden balls. I watch normally sensible adults lying through their teeth. I'm definitely going to split, and there's definitely £25,000 in here. No, there can't be because I've got it. No, it's definitely on my one. And they sit there, accomplished adults, showing children how to tell lies. That's all it is. It's lying to make money. I'm definitely going to split. And then they tell... Oh, look, it's a killer. Oh, it's like, well, I had to do it to get myself through. I'll sit there. It drives me mad. Absolutely mad. Quarter to nine is the time. It's Sunday morning. A little bit overcast. With the travel, Craig Birchall. Hello, Steve. Thank you. On the A4, there are two lanes closed coming in. And now we've gone all Christmassy with spiced apple. <laughs> Gives you a rough idea. It's Julie Pease good with you after the news at nine o'clock today. It's because they played it the other day on the show. It just makes me laugh every time I hear it. And now we've gone all Christmassy. <laughs> it's just such a good word, isn't it? Christmassy. Apparently Prince Harry and Chelsea were in the X Factor audience last night. They showed a quick shot and at the end of the show Simon got up and shook his hand. I, I heard they, they were just lookalikes. They just brought in somebody from an agency, just because you can fool people all the time. Uh, Dave is listening in the Royal Garden Hotel, overlooking Ken Gardens, after a lovely Christmas party. Got to bet your head's banging this morning, 12 minutes to nine. <laughs> Actually, I've done a few parties at the Kensington uh, Royal Garden Hotel. It's quite nice, isn't it? I went to Michael Winner's house the other day to drop something off. It's huge. It's huge. <laughs> I mean, it is, it's the biggest house I think I've ever seen. Uh, Steve, went to see an alternative panto called Cinderella at the Leicester Square Comedy Theatre last night. The cast work their socks off, says Mike in Victoria. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, Prince uh, Harry uh, and Chelsea were in the X Factor audience. Cameras panned onto them twice and it was all over Twitter. Thank you. And uh, another one here from Christine. Uh, it's so funny, you've just woken me up giggling. Lovely. Uh, Jan says, have you only just noticed that Alicia Dixon can't string two words together? No, but it, it sort of came over a bit more last night. Where I thought, I don't think if you were educated, you were actually in the right class. Dreadful. Um, Jan says, I have to say the snooker last night was as entertaining as the X Factor. Which either means that you don't like the X Factor, it was even worse than I thought. Um, you did make me laugh about the fish, says Bev. It was like listening to my daughter. She hates it as well. I, I don't like it. George lives in Sawbridgeworth, where the Beckhams reside, when they're not bored with L.A. Listen, when was the last time that I went down Sawbridgeworth? I was only down there two weeks ago. I don't, we've, they hardly ever go there. Hardly ever there in Sawbridgeworth. You know who else lives round that way as well? In fact, just outside of Epping. Apart from that, you've got Rod Stewart down there. You've got David Sullivan, who's got a huge place. But the, the Beckhams, you can, you can see the house from the road, especially in winter when half the trees are, are bare. But, but to be honest with you, uh, I've, we've only ever seen them there a couple of times. It's just a bit too far out. So they tend to stay in town. You know, ridiculous, isn't it? 
He says, okay, he says, any chance you could ask them to seal up the uh, the rearmost fences? We'd walk our dog past them. Would be embarrassing to have a knock and ask for the, the dog back. Why well, don't they just walk onto the property? I think the uh, the parents live there a little bit of the time. The parents, or oh, there's a housekeeper there, and that's it. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I thought it was just a lock-up place. But I remember somebody saying to me, "That's where the Beckhams live," and they've got this horrible brick wall put up at the front, and it really is the most horrible stone I've ever seen. I'm afraid. Uh, Graham Cole, thank you very much indeed. He said, "Oh." Well, honestly, I'm not sure I can say yes or no, Graham. Absolutely love to. Thank you very much indeed for that. I shall, actually, I shall have to get somebody to write that down. I think I've got your number anyway, Graham, in my little book. Just have a check. I have lots of celebrities' numbers in my book. Actually, do you know, do you know what? My, my best celebrity number? Princess Anne. I got Princess Anne's mobile, and I was so excited. So excited. Let me just try this. Hang on, wait a minute. I was so excited that I actually got this... Um, Princess Anne, and then I realised that the royal family changed their numbers every ten minutes or so, which was really annoying, really annoying. Uh, wait a minute. Oh, no, I haven't, actually. I'll have to put you in my... Uh, I'll put you in my little book, Graham. Yes, can you email it to me? Can you do that? Do you know how to do it? The producer, whose name is still escapes me, is very good at doing things like that. He's almost become technical, which means that... Uh, call you what? Oi. Oi. Darren will be here after... 10 o'clock this morning. He'll be sorting out all your uh, all your problems. So if you've got a problem with your computer or technology... Oh, Christ, we've got quite a number of those to get through. Uh, do send it to me. Send it to steve at lbc.co.uk. Do you know, I seriously thought somebody had dropped a house onto the uh, the set of Shameless, and I suddenly realised it's Eamon Holmes has apparently got a walk-on part, or as we prefer to call it, a waddle part, I'm afraid. And um, it's like he's getting fatter and fatter. I mean, you've got to lose the weight. I'm getting quite worried about this. You know, I mean, you really are. I mean, looking absolutely enormous. Where I'm slim and svelte and uh, very attractive. You're definitely putting on weight. What do people do with their lottery money? There's a bloke here. He buys, he's got a car for every day of the week. It's a rather odd little selection. His name's Tom. And, um, and he did win quite a bit of money. He's, he's a trucker. He scooped 15 million. He got rid of his Ford Granada banger. And his wife... Uh, and him, they've got a Rolls-Royce Phantom, which is quite... I do like the Rolls-Royce Phantom. If anybody was... If Michael Winner's thinking of buying me a Christmas present that's not too ostentatious, you know, a year's worth of a, of a Rolls-Royce Phantom would suit me fine. He's got a Jaguar. He's got a couple... Three, three Jags, an Aston Martin, a Land Rover Discovery, and a Hummer Jeep. I can't bear Hummers. I cannot bear Hummers. They're just... As far as... Every time I think Hummer, I think Chris Eubank. And I think he's got this enormous vehicle. I mean, it is the biggest thing I've ever seen, that he drives on Brighton Seafront. It's either that or he's on a little skateboard thing. And he signs autographs. And he was in the paper the other day. And he's, they're bringing back monocles. People are going to start wearing... Only if you're a buffoon like him. Nobody else is going to wear a monocle. But apparently, one of the high street glass places, they, you know, where you go to get your eyes tested, and then they go, oh, that'll be fine. It's, you get the second pair, half price. You go, that's great. How much is that? £470. Thank you very much, indeed, for a pair of glasses. Monocles, they're, they're, they're going to sort of market as being the new fashion accessory. I don't think so. I mean, it's a little bit Jeeves and Wooster. And we've gone all Christmassy, you know, with spiced monocle. It's just, I, I can't, I could never keep them in my eye. I did try one once, and it stayed in. Then, of course, you open it around, it falls out. It's like contact lenses. How people can keep them in, I've got no idea. I watch people doing... I can't even see the blooming things. And you put them in, and you put it in your eye, and apparently you can see. It's like I would never, ever have laser surgery on my eyes. Never, ever. I know people have it done. I know it's hugely successful. I'd always be so worried, just in case it didn't work properly. Just in case. Oh, by the way, Joe... 
I think, on X Factor, singing with George Michael tonight. The thing he doesn't want to hear is, would you like to take your dog over the heath for a walk? OK, that's the kind of thing you don't want to hear. You don't. Just stay. I'll stay in my dressing room, you know, with the door locked, which is a lot easier. Uh, on the subject of uh, Cadbury, it's amazing how many of you all like Cadbury's. You're obviously all sort of Cadbury people. Um, Gordon and Sandra. It's, uh, Gordon is still receiving treatment at St George's Hospital. All the staff are marvellous, so perhaps you could let them know how grateful Sandra and I am for all their care, dedication and hard work. So wish you and them a very happy Christmas. I know. It's a vacation, isn't it, if you work in a hospital? I was saying to somebody the other day, certain people have vacations, like, you know, you have a vacation to, uh, to sell fruit and veg. You wouldn't sell it if you, or you wouldn't do the job if you didn't like it. You have a vacation to do radio. There's loads of people who, who like doing it, but they aren't any good at it. And, uh, the, you know, people have a vacation to sort of drive programmes. The producer has a, a vacation to cut vouchers out of papers. You know, that's his big... Because he's gone all Christmassy. So if his mum's listening, you're getting stuff from the body shop. All right, I thought I'd ruin it for you now. Whichever way it comes, gift-wrapped, he got a fiver off. Anyway, <laughs> I just spread Christmas cheer. <laughs> uh, please tell Sandra, says Gordon, from Tooting, where the sun never says goodnight, that I appreciate all the help and support and love her very much. Just say, Lil, and she'll understand on oh, some coded message, isn't it, now? Is it Lil or Lyle? Lil? He'd be going, he can't even read it properly. He's hopeless, that's Steve Allen. <laughs> you know me, I'm just rubbish for things like this. I can't help it. There's a demonstration today, says Gary, outside the old Granada Cinema in Host Street, Walthamstow, at 3.30, gets the proposal to turn it into a church. I don't understand why people want to turn old cinemas into churches. What's the purpose? Go and build a church somewhere else. Mince pies will be served in the Rose and Crown afterwards. It's a nice idea, isn't it? I like that idea. So if you want to support that in Walthamstow, come on, Walthamstowites, your opportunity. Funny hearing you mention the studio decoration, says Steve. I, too, will be taking out the annual tinsel box under my desk to at least get some spirit of the season into our bleak studios here at Radio Television Hong Kong. Nice to hear Christopher Lloyd chatting. I'm listening to you on a hot, sunny Sunday afternoon. My mum, Marion, is listening to you in London. She's a huge fan. Actually, I loved Hong Kong. I loved it for the fireworks. Loved it for the fireworks. Fantastic, actually. Happy birthday to Norman Fenner who is the archivist at Richmond Theatre. Norman is uh, a quite remarkable gentleman who is 90 today, says Richmond, uh, Richard, and is to be found working away at the theatre every week and still does a fascinating tour each month. They're celebrating his birthday with lunch at Canazaro House, which is in Wimbledon, because I know it very well indeed. I used to go to the concerts uh, at Canazaro Park. So, uh, Norman Fenner, have a very, very happy birthday from Richard and uh, everybody else. Uh, Steve, your speech regarding the News of the World and Cheryl Cole was one of the truest things you've said and all the time I've been listening to you. All this rubbish about dubbing the salary, getting pregnant, ace judge, breaking America. Typical of the tabloid journalists who try to brainwash people into writing punchlines. Exactly. Well, that's what they're looking for. That's what you want to see, isn't it? There's a programme I saw on the television yesterday, and to be honest with you, I can't remember what it was. It was just school children. I thought it was a documentary. And they were all obviously trying to to get in the school's version of The X Factor. And some of these kids could not sing. One of them, uh, a little black kid, wanted to do a rap song, and the teacher said, it's not really suitable, because it's got things about mugging and killing people. He went, oh, right. And when he did come back, he sang. It was the most dreadful voice I've ever heard. And then another little lad who played drums, who couldn't sing either, and he went, I think I did all right there. I thought, no, you can't sing. And that's the trouble nowadays. He, he, his drumming was OK, but he, had a, he was only about 10 or 12, and he had a girlfriend, and then he, and then he finished with one girlfriend, she finished with him, probably because he was too boring, and get, went out with somebody else. But he couldn't sing. And I thought, that's the whole idea nowadays. <coughs> Excuse me, when you've, when you've got a programme on the television that's about singing, all these people think, oh, I'll just go and be famous. And that's, that's all they think about now. It's dreadful, isn't it? 
Stuart's going to go out and buy fish fingers. I tell you what I could eat now. A fish finger sandwich. A fish finger roll. Just get a nice crusty roll and get some... You could probably get, if you really push it, you'd probably get about five fish fingers in the roll. And a little bit... I tell you what's really cool on the top. A little bit of cheese and some Thousand Island dressing. And it just spread that... Oh, that's good. Let's leave the programme. Let's go and get fish... Why doesn't anybody do fish finger sandwiches? Oh, this time of the morning. I could just go for that, actually. Just go for fish finger sandwiches. Do you know, I checked on the Euro Millions on Friday. £54 million it's up to. Did I win? No, I didn't. That's why I'm here on LBC. Just two to three breaths of toxic smoke and you... Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Welcome to Sunday morning. Feeling very festive today. We've gone all Christmassy. Oh, go away. With Julie Peasgood, <laughs> who's spicy apple. <laughs> Do you know, I never get any of those. I know. We were just saying. Yeah. You'd think that they'd send me loads and, I know. You know, I've asked I for them. I keep mentioning Rolls-Royce Phantoms every day for the last <laughs> 30 years. So far, nobody has picked up on it. That used to be... Actually, years ago, they, they used to... Operate a system in, in radio, but it used to operate unofficially, I think. that If you mentioned a particular product, they'd send it to you for free. Oh, really? Yes, but it, it, it doesn't work now. As I have been mentioning Rolls-Royces for a long time. Yeah, how do they regulate it, actually? Oh, I there is, know. funny, of talking of mentions, yeah. I'm going to kick off by saying um, that the lovely ladies in Q Marks and Sparks say you talk about Marks and Sparks so often and you've never been in there. I know. The Q Industrial Centre. I have actually been Nella. there once. Have you? But it's, it's so big. Well, you've got to look out Nella, because she wants to say hello. Right. Hello, Nella. I went in disguise. Listening. I was wearing a burqa. <laughs> <laughs> I've also got to mention Pat Hammond, who's a great fan of oh, yours. God, what she, is this? Like two-way family favourites. Yeah, well, she listens every day, as, her, as does her sister in Sweden. Good Lord. Every single day. They don't miss a day. And a lovely man on a cruise I've just been on, and I can't remember his name. <laughs> but I just want to the, say... We just <laughs> called him the captain. <laughs> no, it wasn't a lovely the captain. man on a cruise he, I've just been on. He could have been the captain. Where did he you was go? very distinguished. Were you being all Christmassy? I was being all Christmassy. And uh, it was a lovely <laughs> piano. Can do these talks? Yes. Yeah, what are you so talking it was, about? Uh, this one, it was actually an after dinner speech, which was a new after right. dinner talk, which is a new departure. I wrote it. You yes. have to pepper it with anecdotes. You've, you've got to be sort of a bit saucy because they've had a drink and it's night time, exactly. but not too rude. Right. And how, yeah. how many do you have to give of these? Two. Two? Yeah. And how long does it last? Uh, 45 minutes. Good God. You can talk for 45 minutes. I can. Good astonishingly Lord, enough. It's <laughs> amazing. And then, That's and strange. then, they, they actually have a question and answer session. I thought, nobody's going to oh. come. I come and it was lovely. Yes, I would tend to find my audiences sort of disappear into their seats when I go, any questions? <laughs> Looking at my watch. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking anybody dares drag this one out, you'll be in big trouble. Uh, well done to St. An- Sir, S- sorry, St. Richard's with St. Andrews in ham because they raised quite a bit of money for their fair the other day all oh, the really? kids raising money the one thing that i i have a slight issue with and it's, it's not just this school it's every school is all the parents have got to support what they do because without the parent support at these little fates and fairs raising money yeah. and some parents just don't don't bother going do they, they think not? perhaps somebody else will go and raise the money you've got to go you bet you've especially if your go. child's doing something yes and i've got something for you strangely enough <gasps> mashed potato no oh. no i completely forgot about that great no banana jam banana jam wow did you want a recipe uh, I don't know, but I love bananas and I love jam. Banana jam. Somebody well, sent in that for you. Thank you very much. Banana what do you think this jam? is in here? From Kate Luda. Yeah. Thank you, Kate. Is? That looks like lime juice cordial. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. No, it's not. It's a drink from Brussels made with Brussels sprouts. <gasps> I love Brussels sprouts more than anything. Honestly, I could eat a plate of Brussels oh, sprouts. Oh, me too. I, I love them. They've got you to be tiny. I cannot do big. Is it, is is it because they're, they're ti- all Christmassy? <laughs> 
How many times? That's twice already. I'm going to count you on Listen, this. Listen, if a crate doesn't arrive, there's no justice. Me and the producer are splitting it. What, of Brussels sprouts or glaze? Either. I don't care, but I do go for little Brussels sprouts. Can this... we try that? Well, listen, if you do little Brussels sprouts, do you still quarter them? No, you don't need to quarter them. Oh, you've got I've, to quarter no, the No, I buy the Martin Spencer's ones. They, they, they cook in four hours. They're fabulous. Are they already quartered? They're cooking four hours. <laughs> I like the mushy. <laughs> no, I mean, but, um, I do like... Br- I could eat a whole bag full so of Brussels sprouts. Easy so piece. could I. We wouldn't, be very nice, we wouldn't be very nice to be near for quite a while well, afterwards. People but... say that, to be quite honest. I've never noticed an excessive wind problem. Have you not? No, not really. I mean, there's a few kites who've flown around <laughs> behind me, but I've never noticed them <laughs> properly. I wish I could say the same, Steve. <laughs> But, uh, no, but it I, hasn't I stopped me. It hasn't stopped. No, can we, I love them. Can we try that? Well, or do you not want well, to open it? I, well, to be honest with you, I don't really know what it is. We just know that it's spirit, it's alcohol, and it's 22% volume, but it's made with wow. Brussels sprouts. Well, we've got to try it. Unless you're hoping to give it to a present as a present for no, somebody. No, no, it's been I given to un- me. It's been given to you. Go on. Well, should we smell it first? Yes. Hang on, wait Let's live on the wild side. Oh, poo. <laughs> Are you sure it's alcohol drinkable? I'm not... This thing, it's... I, to tell I you could be speaking even less sense than I normally do when I'm a guest on Sounds your like show. Sounds like toilet duck. <laughs> no, we have we have cups. Okay, great. Mm, that, Ooh, that's yummy, enough. Yum yum yum. <laughs> Am I going to go bit, first, or are we going to do it together? It smells a bit aniseedy. Oh, it, ooh. oh, it, it? does. Oh, it, sm- it doesn't smell anything. It like doesn't smell anything like you thought it was going to smell. Oh, you've drunk it. Oh, oh, it tastes like. I imagine toilet duck would taste. I, th- I think it's antifreeze. <laughs> yeah, are you sure it... it's edible or drinkable? Well, I don't. To be honest with you, I've got Actually, no it's, idea. It's pernoy. It's quite. It's that's quite, what I thought. Uh, that's I what I meant. I'll pernoy. Just go off the mic. Sorry, Gary. Pernoy. Pernoy. <laughs> You've gone all pernoy. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, it hits the spot pretty quickly. Does it really? <laughs> it really well, does. The, this programme could whiz through this morning. Look at this. <laughs> Ten past nine and the Alkies have started. Oh, dear me. I Ooh. could giggle even more than I usually do, which could be very, very annoying. I do realise uh, how annoying Allen's it must programme. be. We've gone all early. <laughs> <laughs> it must be... I, I, do you know I can be, taste sprouts? Can you taste sprouts? I can't. I can taste sprouts now. I've gone completely enabled, I've gone unable completely to speak. I've gone sproutified. Listen, this has gone straight to my head. Or straight to my tongue. No, I, I can't enunciate. Go, I don't think it goes up drink. I think it goes down. It'd be going to your stomach. Okay. With the best will in the world. Can you taste sprouts? Not a single bit. Really? No, not one sprout. It's just Not even me. a vestige of a leaf. I've gone all <laughs> Christmassy. <laughs> that is enough. Okay. Now, that's enough. <laughs> well, I was happy. Oh, dear. Listen, sure. last night, can I just say, I was so upset. I don't upset. want to do the programme. Let's no. take our clothes off and play strip poker. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've never had a drink at ten past nine this. in the morning. I don't think I shall again. Could oh, go right to your head. Mercy. I feel um, quite woozy. Yes, yeah, so do I. Oh dear me! Listen, we've got to get some order and sense. I want to talk about Strictly. <laughs> I do. Strictly I do. What? Wait, Strictly, come You've dancing. Gone all strictly. Because because as she is lovely, Ali, and I did think she didn't she didn't sort of go. Oh, this I sort thought, of, but they were very good marks. They were great. You got first ever five tens. Yeah, you know, because of Darcy Bustle. Yeah. But you know what? I suddenly thought in the bath this morning. I thought it is. She must feel awful. She must think there was a big gap between Chris and herself on the leaderboard. Why didn't she get the public vote? It's not oh. just it's not just Chris who's very popular. Yeah. It's Ola or Ola as, as I don't know yeah. Ola Ola. The the public love her. We all love her. Yes. So it's Ola's popularity against Brian's. So Ali shouldn't feel Brian so bad. A bit stra- Does he? I mean, I, every time I look at him, I keep thinking, Have you had a shave, or have you not had a shave? Because he's, he's, he's slightly odd, isn't he? He's it? slightly odd looking. He doesn't quite look right. Mm. He mm. looks as though, in the course of dancing, within ten minutes, he's grown a moustache. Mm, strange. And it looks as though he doesn't shave that bit of it, or perhaps he's 
The fact that some of the matter, I don't know. He's quite a lad. He's quite a player, apparently. Well, they're supposed to be an item. Yeah, I know, but then they're doing. Oh, that's it. They yes, in page. But they're adults. Why can't you say? Listen, I know, are you going out coy. with each other? Just you know, tell us. Well, now they've denied it. Page four of the Mail on Sunday. In fact, it's in a few of the papers. But page four said they had a huge row last yeah. night before they went on, I and think it showed she's quite temperamental. Uh, no, she's not actually. Really? I know her. No, she's nice. She's quite calm. But he doesn't look as though he'd argue. Mm, I, they kept, so he kept saying, it's not Ola. 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 Mm. So, I don't know. Well, it is very odd, but he does look peculiar. Mm. <laughs> Mind you, everybody looks peculiar after we've gone all Christmassy <laughs> with this stuff. No! <laughs> Next time we see the advert at the toes, you'll be laughing. You'll uh, laugh. He, now, can I also talk? We might as well just get this oh, out of the way. Get it out of the way while we're sober. Devastated by X Factor. Oh, were you? I cannot stand Ollie Moore's. Well, I Please. can't stand him either, but I don't know. I thought it would come down to the two of them in the final. You, oh, yeah, I know, I had a dread. Uh, what I hate, can I tell you what I really hate? Yeah. The manipulation. All week it's been Ollie, Ollie, putting all, Ollie yes. forward. Then you stick in with Robbie Williams, yeah. who says, this man should win, I'm an Ollie fan. You know, lovely Stacey. Um, yeah, of course, with, Robbie's doing it for a fee, so he'll say anything. He's like he's like the performing chimpanzee, yeah. he'll, he'll say anything. Yeah, but why didn't Danny get get um, Michael Bublé to say Stacey's fantastic or or, you know... Cheryl get, um, what's his I face, George Michael? I Michael Bublé is playing into it. Well, George Michael, I don't know where he was. I know, it's very funny, actually. Not, a, not, a, not an iota. No, exactly. I, there was a very funny bit, and I'll find it in You've a second. it down. I've written it down because it made me laugh, but I can't remember <laughs> who it was or where it was. <laughs> what are we doing who well? Who cares? <laughs> so, well, but, then, but, but now you're doubting. Now, all the papers this week have been saying, <sighs> Joe's going to win. Uh, he should win. He's got the best voice. Do you yes, know yes. If, it, if it's a singing competition, undoubtedly, Ollie, I think, is flat as a pancake. But not just that, yeah. No, He's got no magic. Why does Joe sing on his own, Stacey sing on his own? Because they are stars with great voices. Ollie has to have 40 chorus girls scantily dressed yeah. to even just... It's detract from the fact that he's naff. He's naff and can't actually cut the mustard. No. Well, he worked in a call centre before. I've always said... There's nothing wrong people... with a call centre. No, exactly. Nothing, but, but if these people are any good... They would be working in shows. They'd be singing at Butlins They'd be, if they were any good. But Men, they're well, not. I reckon you could put Ollie into an audition for Les Miserables or whatever else, and he'd fail it miserably. I couldn't agree couldn't more. Couldn't sing for yep. a toffee. But I, I'm, I want people to email in, please, our listeners, and t- say what is the magic of Ollie? Because otherwise, I'm going to get so cross tonight if he wins. Mm. He, he won't side- win. But he on the other might hand, win. Well, you see, I thought he would. And I'll tell you for why I thought he would. Because Joe is guaranteed an album because he can sing. So he'll do show tunes or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And he'll go into every musical going. That's right. There'd be lovely. a limit. There'd be a limit to all the musicals you could actually put him into. He'll be a little bit like Ray Quinn. You'll stick him in a couple of things. Yeah. He'll do a Dancing and Ice programme and then he'll disappear back where he came from. Because he said he wants to carry on with his theatre course. Yes, he does. He wants to carry on well, with his no studies. Well, there's no chance of that being allowed. Simon no. Cowell will say, no, you're not doing that. Yeah. You're, you're under contract to me. You will do this or you're not doing anything. But what will happen to Ollie? Ollie, the clone of Dermot. Hello, can we help you? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, would you like fries with that? Seriously. He'll disappear. Yeah. He will disappear. As indeed will all of them. Mm. As indeed with all of them. They're only there to make Simon Cowell a lot of money over Christmas and they reckon from the print he'll generate 50 million. Yeah. Easily. Be, Look would... at Susan Boyle, the runaway success of Susan Boyle. Again, not a great singer, not a great singer. Yeah, but she, she's different. Okay. Listen, she's okay. They're milking it yeah, they are. with her because they know she'll never better do a concert. She'll have fallen off the stage and showed her knickers by the time we got <laughs> round through half of the first song. 
Ridiculous. Oh dear, this is making you even more evil than exactly. usual. Exactly, <laughs> even more unbearable. <laughs> I think we'll have a sip of tea to go. You watch, the tea will now react so badly with this. You're probably having it's a bit like Pernod. You, you, Pernod? Pernod, where, where, you, where you have some water the next morning and you're back where you started again. <laughs> Do you remember with Pernod? We used to with Ricard, because it was, it was licorice... Based. If you drank water, you got to be as drunk as you were the day before. Yeah, I tell you what, we had on the Alan T show last week. We had Blue Nun. We had Blue Nun had and Matthias. No, what, no, we had Blue Nun Liebfraumil. Oh right. Oh god, that's disgusting. Oh, it wasn't. I loved it. Took me right back. Exactly. All Took those me right parties. back to throwing up. Being sick in the corner. <laughs> Matthias Rondell. <laughs> and going to those nice Italian restaurants where they stuck a candle in the top yes! and the wax stripped out. Yes. Oh, <laughs> do you know you can buy candles that do drip wax? They're special candles that drip All for bottles. Drip. Ah, but these ones drip in different colours, and so it covers the whole bottle. Yeah, but the bottle looks ghastly. But we've gone all Christmassy. <laughs> Let's have a check on the road, shall we? Craig Birchall. Hello, Steve. Good morning. Very slow coming into town on the A4 as two lanes are closed in Hammersmith at Glidden Road because of carriageway repair works. Now, looking at the cameras, very slow. Back to the Hammersmith flyover at the moment. Morning, everybody. Kate in Richmond says, uh, was Julie getting a couple of cups of coffee from the French cafe in <laughs> Richmond Village? I kept the door open for her. I wish I'd said hello. Thank you very much. I did, I did yes. notice, yeah. Did thank you say you. thank you when you went I through did, the door? I did, of course I did. Good yes. manners, yeah. Yeah, I, I do that too. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Because <laughs> I tell you, all these cafes are just, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a stomping ground for pushchairs. You cannot move for pushchairs. Women sitting huddled over a cup of coffee for three hours. Mm. Mm. It's like, excuse me, excuse me. And the kids are running about all over the place. Yeah, but that's not as bad as all the Wi-Fi ones. All the Starbucks in the centre of town offering Wi-Fi. You get endless you know, I can never understand why anybody wants day. to go and sit in a Starbucks and start doing business. Well, because they haven't got anywhere else to go. Oh, and they can afford a computer. Oh, yeah. which reminds me, I've got one this morning to oh, give away. Right. <laughs> I've got a laptop, a Sony Vio, which you mm. could you could take it into Starbucks, actually. You could. Come and, you could. Come and I've sit. I've got a Sony Vio. They're lovely. Have you? I've got a pink one. Oh, right. I don't know what colour this is. I just know it's a textured finish. Oh. Oh. Because it's gone all Christmassy. <laughs> uh, it's got I two... D- I don't believe it. I haven't even counted. What? <laughs> How many times? <laughs> well, I'm working. Each one's a candle. So, I mean, you know, we're, we're trying to get enough for Christmas. And for Gary's mum, at the moment, she's on a promise you're for a body getting, shop thing. You're not getting anything because you haven't remembered my mashed potato. You Do you know, I completely forgot about it. I wish you'd yeah. phone me to yeah, save yeah, yeah. mashed potato. I, I'd have dri- I don't have your number. You have so. I wasn't going to tell everybody that. You have so. <laughs> haven't got your n- Honestly, being all coy at Christmas. Uh, so, this you've laptop's. Gone all Christmas. Gone all Christmassy <laughs> with spiced mashed potato. <laughs> <laughs> Don't drink any more. I'm They'll not, be, it's tea. We'll be carrying you out of here. <laughs> you know what the producer's like with his back at this time of year? It's taking more for... Is Get it, on with that computer. I'm trying to do it. I'm trying to do it. You keep interrupting. <laughs> no, you keep it's interrupting too, I haven't started with it. It's 250 gigabytes of hard drive. That's more than enough to keep anybody happy with photos, music and important documents. <laughs> so, the person with the lowest genetic bid will win. Okay, so the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. The hammer's going to come down at 11 o'clock this morning on your head. <laughs> so, to play, text Steve, so to ever air. Eh? Uh, then your bid in pence. If you think it's going to be 42 pence, you text Steve, S T E V E, 42, and send it to treble 821. Competition ends at 11 o'clock this morning. 
Players must be over 16. Don't tell fibs, for goodness sake. Entries are limited and cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Very nice. Lice, isn't it? Yeah, it was very nice, nice. to be done. Yours yeah. is pink. Yeah, mine's pink. That stuff's really potent, potent I tell you. Potent, isn't it? It's absolutely I found, I found that bit I was going to say before. Oh, News yeah. of the World, the bit I couldn't find and remember who it was. Ian Highland, page... Oh, or Highland, him. page 35. Yeah. Um, uh, quote me on this. What do you say to George Michael when you first meet him? Dunno, Joe McKeldry. No, uh, but no thanks, mate. I'm just walking the dog would be high on my list. Yes. yes. I mean, was I'm it... I'm not the... getting in your car. Yeah, and he... he went, <laughs> so, but he, what was unfair was there was little Joe, and it really was little diminutive Joe against him, and he didn't kind of do it as a duet like Robbie did with... with what did they do, then? Well, they did a duet, but it was kind of George stealing the show, or I thought yeah. it was. Well, that's the trouble. You see, George is, you know... That's yeah. That, that That's is. You see, the trouble is that that is what George does. Mm. You'd have the same with Elton John, I would imagine. I, no, actually, you wouldn't because no, he he I did it with Blue and Lee Ryan. Generous. Yes, but George, I should imagine, thought it was his sort of moment. Yes, he did. He did. Well, he looked like he thought it was his moment. Was he singing his Christmas song? What was he singing? He was singing. I can't remember. Oh. Gone straight up the brain, and but, I blame that green stuff. Absolutely, and we didn't even have it yesterday. <laughs> We're blaming it anyway. Uh, somebody will email and tell us. Somebody says, can you have another cup, both of you? <laughs> I don't think we get through the programme, to be honest. Thank you, I'm up for that. Thank, thanks to Julie for her role in the scary Christmas movie House of Long Shadows, says Oh, Arnett. bless. It was a long time ago, that. Was it, it had all the horror stars. It had Christopher Lee, Vincent Price and Peter Cushing. Yes. Somebody wants to know whether or not you're the voice of there's an unexpected item in the baggage area. No, I'm not. Wish I was. That's a good one, isn't it? Yeah. Are you doing Are you doing anything in the post office or the banks or anything like that? No, everybody thinks I'm the voice in Argos. Yes. I am not the voice in Argos. I don't You're know who she... Nope, nope. I thought you were the voice in Argos. No, I'm not the voice in I'm, Argos. Because I know the bloke who does the... And on Argos radio today, we've got this and oh, that. Oh, do you? Yeah, they're all pre-recorded. Yeah. I, I thought you were the voice of Argos. Yeah, no, people think I am the one telling you to go, that you're. it's ready and go to whatever. Yeah. Check out or whatever. Check out <clears> three. Yeah. Yeah. No, not me. Item um, six two seven. <laughs> a very important moment, Chris. Turkey. Christmas Day's turkey. Chris. Uh, C- Chris. Oh, this is really. Who's Chris? This is really bad. I'm in the wrong just, studio now. She even thinks she's with I somebody just else. Steve Allen. Chris. That's oh, really. Who's Chris? How do I live this down? You don't just move swiftly on. I'm so sorry. Who's Steve. Chris? <laughs> I think it was because I was trying to say Christmas. And I can't <laughs> <laughs> Should we start oh, the show again? I'm going to be honest with you, this is my worst show oh, ever. I'm, I'm having yeah, a hot Should we do it in three, two, oh, okay, three, two, one. Steve, really important item. No, I Sunday, first. Oh, sorry, sorry, do it again. <laughs> three, two, one. Special guest today in the studio... I don't want to work with her ever again. No, sorry, Can you I'm make a so note in the sorry. diary? It was because I was going to say Christmas. In. I'm so sorry, Steve. Sunday Mirror, page 23. <laughs> there is Turkey Wars, OK? All the top TV chefs are restoring order. Oh, yes, is this the time? Yeah, the time. They vary. on. It's for a turkey. Um, a 14-pound turkey serving about, mm, I don't know, 12 to 14 people. And they, the times vary hugely. Right. There's a two, about a couple of hour differential. Nigella... It's page 23, Sunday Mirror. <laughs> Nigella says two hours, 40 minutes. Delia says five hours. Jamie Doesn't Oliver says... Out? This is the same size turkey. Same size turkey. Delia says five hours. Jamie Oliver says three hours, 50 minutes. Phil Vickery says three hours, 40 I like minutes. Him. Yeah. Worrell Thompson says four hours, 20 minutes. Gordon Ramsay says three hours. 
So nigella, right. well, nigella at two hours, no. Can't be cooked in two hours, can it? A turkey? No, but Delia, five hours. My mum, bless her, used to put it in the night before. That, yes, my mum did, because, yeah. in fact, by the time you got to breakfast, you could start smelling it. Yeah, which was lovely. Mum would stand there in her nightdress. Yes. You know, sort of basting Yeah, turkey. but the, the poor turkey was... Twice, know. two years running, she left the giblets in. <gasps> that, that's harmful. It is quite harmful. Yeah. I know, well, we're still living, to tell yeah, the tale. Yeah, that's true, yes. To be honest, I think it was more likely to have been killed by the sprout. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, what do, you, what do you cook yours at? I don't. No, I don't either. My, cause my, my, my brother does it. Yeah, my husband does it, so we're pretty useless, yeah. aren't we? Should we phone home and find out? I think he does it for four hours, actually. Yeah. I've got to about. say hi to, to Grandma. This is, this is Grandma on uh, Chris's side of the family. Nathan's just sent me a, a text to say... And, I, yes, I'll speak to you later, Nathan. It's not great news. It's not great news. That's all I'll say. It's not great news. But Grandma is in hospital at the moment. She's not very well. Uh-huh. So we wish her better. We wish her better. Listens to this programme all the time and she's not in hospital. Oh. So, uh, Nathan, we'll, we'll talk a bit later, yep. all right? Good Lots luck, Grandma. Love. Yep. OK. Right. I'll just take the sprout stuff down to them. Noreen says, so I'm going back, actually. Mm-hmm. Who will win the X Factor? Please let it not be Ollie. I think it, I think it, no, it's not, I'm not... It cannot I, be Ollie. It, well, if it's it could, a singing competition, it cannot be Ollie. Yeah, but it could be rigged in some way that we can't tell. Well, how? You can't I don't do know, things but like that. I bet you anything it's Ollie. I've got this horrible sinking You think feeling. he's going to win? Yeah, I do, I do, actually. Because they're just Because I actually said that I thought they would let him win, and then they would say, right, so we can get two albums out of it. Whereas if Joe wins, they'll only get one album, because you'll forget about Ollie very quickly. Whereas if you let Ollie win, they can bring out an album... Although, to be honest with you, who's going to buy it? Who's going to buy it? Who's going to buy it? Ollie's only going to win because Simon mentors him. Yeah. If Simon was mentoring Joe, Joe yeah. would win. Or lovely Stacey. I liked Stacey. Yeah, I didn't like Stacey. No, I, I didn't. I'm... I thought she was OK, but the trouble is, at the end of the day, what they're looking for, this has got nothing to do with being a singing competition or anything else, they're looking to who they can make money out of. Yeah. Jedward are now managed by Global Talent, who are own they? us. Yes, Louis Funny Walsh and Ashley. Uh, well, Harry and Chelsea are going tonight, and Harry supported Jedward. Ah. Um, Chelsea supported... They're apparently Le- um... incredibly nice, but at the same time, they've never had girlfriends. Really? Yeah, and they're 17. Normally by 17, you've had quite a few girlfriends, haven't you? Yeah, but they're Irish, so, I mean, and they're quite sort of, you they know... They went to boarding shy. school. They went you to boarding school. Shy? Well, not One shy, thing, they're but not they're a shy. little bit more reserved, aren't they? Shy. They're not That's shy. as shy as you on Sprouts. <laughs> Oh, dear me. <laughs> I meant the, the Irish can be quite sort of shy. shy at what am I saying? Just no, stop I just it give up now. Just stop There's it. a lot of problem, incidentally. <laughs> I've, I've noticed, I don't know whether or not uh, you're aware of, um, before the Christmas spirit catches you all unawares, the problems now from health and safety with the, uh, a lot of the Christmas carols, the rocking song, Little Jesus Sweetly Sleep, yeah. Do Not Stir, We Will Lend You a Coat of Fur, We Will yes. Rock You, Rock You, Rock yes. You. Well, apparently fur is no longer appropriate wear for small infants, oh, both due to allergy to animal no. fur and for ethical reasons. Therefore, a faux fur would be better. No. And also, only persons who've been the subject to a criminal records bureau check uh, will be permitted to rock the baby Jesus. Oh. OK, we just not anybody coming in rocking the baby Jesus. <laughs> and you've got to carry three forms of identification. So of course, faux yeah. fur. I love the ad. Faux fur. Faux fur. I've got... I'm out, I'm out. LBC 97.3. Hello. We're so happy. <laughs> We're so tiddled. We've had, we've, we've had some sprout. What have I walked into? Here? Well, we don't know what it would is, you like actually. Would you like to try it? <laughs> I don't know. Seriously, seriously, would you like to try it? You should try a little okay, bit. Okay, you've got to yeah. try it. It's, it's called Peckett. 
Yes, really? right. I don't think we need to emphasise that. <laughs> but it's 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 made of Brussels sprouts. Mm. It's twenty two percent alcohol. Don't give much. Oh, don't peck it. Just knock just, it. Yes, back. just knock it back with one. It's it's, it's quite interesting actually. Mm. I'd like to know. Sorry, it's sorry. I'd like to know if you can, if you yeah. can even smell or taste. A Could sprout. you? I mean, now we, now we no, actually can't. Really go. We, we can't smell sprouts. It smells it a bit. Smells. It's bit, cleaning fluid, mm, isn't it? A bit pernoy. I wouldn't have said sprouts. No, wouldn't you? Yeah, oh, which gonna... is, it is made. <coughs> with... <coughs> sorry, <Right>. sorry. <laughs> so I, I knock it back in one. Do I? Yeah. There we go. Yeah. So you didn't, you didn't need asking twice. Look at that. Look. There's wow. a lad who's used to drinking <sighs> pints. That that was quite mm. a lot. I can taste the sprouts a bit now. Okay, you see, a I little, said you little. could taste the sprouts. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't smell them before. No, that, but you can't smell them, but you can mm, taste them, can't yeah. you? Well, I'll yeah, have I to have so. another little bit. Just oh, for <laughs> I can have a little tiny one. <laughs> it's interesting, I've never even heard of it before. Mm. But knowing my, my love of sprouts, Julietta sort of found this in a Belgian Christmas market. She'd mm. heard of it, but she didn't know where you got it from. Very good. So she goes, <laughs> you like Very it, good. don't you? <laughs> How are you getting home? I'm go- uh, um, um, uh, well, I was going to drive, but that's not <laughs> God, no, I don't idea, think so. No, not on sprouts. No, not on sprouts. <laughs> no. Although, actually, it'd be very good if he says we had a drink. You go, sprouts. <laughs> 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 like he's supposed to know. Now, he's, he's off for Christmas very shortly. Oh, right. He's off. He's, he's away. Goes up to see the family. Mm-hmm. So, do you, have you bought presents? Not yet, no. See, why do people... Li- that's leaving it a bit to the last well, minute. I've, I've got the best part of a week, yet. Yeah. Can you do them in a week? Do you know what you're buying? Or do you just walk into a shop and go, we'll have one of those, one of those, one of those? And do you make a list? Like no, Auntie I, Mary? I, I don't really know? have any idea until I turn up and then just hope to do it in an afternoon. It's not the way. It's not it's not it way sometimes it's works no, perfectly. You sometimes no. you just get on a roll. Yeah. Other times it can just be disastrous. Too yes. much leaving yeah. to chance. Mm. No, you could. But you be see, but you're organised. You see, I should imagine yes. yours is all done. You've got lists. And you've yes. Got, you know, yes. in a room, is it all set out? Absolutely. Well, I've got my present room. I've got my present room with all my boxes <laughs> and my wrapping papers. Oh, and have you? Yeah, I'm anal about it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You see, I don't. I don't think Phil would do that. I think Phil, <laughs> not Phil would quite. Not quite. No. I mean, the idea of having a present room. <laughs> his, his idea of a present room is the is the lounge bar of the pub. <laughs> <laughs> That's a present that room. Work. That would work quite yeah. nicely for him. I mean, t- to be honest with you, it's, it's, it's difficult to plan. In adv- and also, how much do you spend? They've also said this year we're going to spend on average 300. Well, I've exceeded that. Really? 300 le- on, on, not on each person. No, that they said 300 in total, in total. the average. That's probably about right. Oh, I see. Really? Well, it depends how many friends you mm. buy for all, f- or I've how gone big is your family. way over that. Way so over that. I. I couldn't yeah. even keep it to 300. <laughs> I'm buying port at 98 quid a bottle. <laughs> oh, well, that's why. Oh, well, wow. exactly, but you've got to buy it, haven't you, if you're an accountant and things like that. If he's listening, tax deductible. <laughs> <laughs> Please, God. But you, you have to, I don't know how, you can do it for 300 quid. No. I mean, also, I, I don't... He think... will. He'll, he'll bring it in. Go to the pound shop. He'd go to the pound shop. And for his mum, he'd go, do you want a bottle of gin? <laughs> he'd go at home, he'd find one that's half drunk, top it up with water, do the lid up again. No. Like that, mean, mean. <laughs> a lot of books get sent into the sports centre. Actually, they, yeah, they come in useful. You, see, I used to give books away to people for Christmas, and then he'd go, "Did you pay for this?" But, no. <laughs> <laughs> you felt a bit guilty. And I get loads. I get I loads don't. of authors coming in. I get an awful lot of sex toys, but you can't <laughs> give those away. No, no, I get given them to test, but you just la, can't. La, la, la. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. Definitely don't want to know. So, <laughs> are you serious? I'm absolutely serious. Are but you, there is a there are one or two friends who. Phil, Phil's perked up a bit now. Yeah. Yeah. One or two friends I know I can kind of think, well, that's not got my name on it, but it might have, I don't know... You get toys with June's your name, name on? Or, no, 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 but, you know, I might think that June might like that, or <laughs> Karen might like that, but... but cause it's June? My, who's June? My friend June. You thought I was Chris a minute ago. <laughs> but, um, but... Oh, oh look. Oh, what Ooh. is that? Nice. Somebody's walked into the studio with a oh, bag. Oh, present. Oh, 
more alcohol? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, can I just say... Oh, um, you won't believe what this is. Are you sure this is for me? Are you quite sure? It's not a sex toy, is it? You won't believe what, what this is. Go on, what is it? It's food. Is it food? Look, I've People got... People think we need food to quench the so water of the alcohol of the sprouts. Look, I've got... Oh, it's a lot of that? food. Oh, it's... A, what is it? Is it curries? Is it Chinese? Chinese well, somebody in walked Indian. in at, at... Look, I've got noodles. 20 to 10 on Sunday's <laughs> morning with a <laughs> Chinese meal. Look at all this. But why? Really? Because I'm hungry. <laughs> Look oh. at these. Look. <gasps> you should have had that last night. Or I've got rice. Sunday morning. This is delicious. And these are... People love curry in the morning. Oh, yeah. I love curry in the morning. I can't... No, no. Really? I just... Oh, no. <gasps> Look, but naan. I know I'm in a minority. Hot naan. Hot naan. Oh. <laughs> hot, oh, I'll have a bit of hot naan. <laughs> Garlic naan. <laughs> Garlic and coriander naan. Garlic and coriander naan. <laughs> had this last night. It is garlic and coriander naan. Battersea rickshaw. This will be very good. This is absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Do you want a bit, Chris? It's very garlicky. Um, he's <laughs> Phil. <laughs> <laughs> he's Phil, you stupid person. <laughs> he's Phil. I'm Steve. That's <laughs> Gary. What is the matter with you? <gasps> it's the sprouts. She, she, she's got. She's done nothing to get this wrong, and then she won't explain to me where she's got the names from. <laughs> he's Phil Blacker. He does the sport. <gasps> oh, What's the matter with you? <laughs> this is. Look at these. Do you like curry? Got in there. Look, loads of it. Do you like curry? I do, yeah. Well, you must have some curry. Not some rice. Oh, I need a drink and all there is. You're not having any more to drink. I need a drink to just. Get <laughs> do you know I did a Christmas water. show I one? I meant water. I did a Christmas show one oh. year. We had three liqueur chocolates. We were under the table. Oh dear me! Look at this food. Look at this. I think I'm calling that's, everybody Chris because it's Christmas. Bag. That's my story. Listen, <laughs> Pam, we've got to do the papers. Sorry? People are listening for the papers, not for our takeaway. Me eating. Pamela Anderson. Pamela Anderson is all over the Express. This is delicious. But I'm just going to carry on regardless. I'm so sorry. But apparently, <laughs> apparently she hasn't yet turned up. Page 21. I heard that. Page 21 of the Mail says, is Pamela ready for her panto? Oh, no, she isn't. Apparently, um, everybody's slightly worried because it's Sunday today and she makes her first appearance on Tuesday. They've, they've cancelled. And she ha what have they? They've cancelled two of them, I believe. Oh, really? F Phil's going to help us with this. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> you Phil. Get it all back in. Phil, you darling, go. Phil. <laughs> I'm sorry, going to this. <laughs> sorry, I'm, I have to try one of these. Mm, this naan's quite nice. Is it? These mm. are. <sighs> oh, anyway, moving swiftly on. Mm. Um, news of the world. Um, Alicia's being a bit of a madam. Steve, are you remotely interested? I'm oh, talking out so Chris <laughs> over here, <laughs> who you didn't remember. Um, news of the world. You better ask Gary if he wants something as well. <laughs> He's liable to go for a bit of rice or something. Thanks for the water, Chris. Gary. I know. I did it on purpose. Um, <laughs> Alicia Dixon's being a bit of a madam. Really? She's insisting that she sings. She said she wants to be treated like Cheryl, and she's not. Um, but there are rumours. There are rumours that Arlene might return. Oh, I hope so. How good is that? That Robbie will be a judge, not Mel B, but Robbie a judge on X Factor. This delicious. And that Arlene might return. And mm. what pleased me, just while you... Eating your, eating your, um, eating your, um, Sunday Mirror, page 15, Moira Stewart is coming oh. back. Yep, she is. The BBC are begging her to return, apparently. You Two think? years after, well, she's probably had a nice request. Two years after axing her for being too old. Good. That's really good news, because she looks fantastic. And she's, um, she's very accomplished. This is absolutely delicious. You're, you're veggie, aren't you? No. Uh, well, uh, I, I vary. I eat chicken and fish. Do you eat duck? No, uh, yeah, I do actually like try, duck. Try one of those. No, it looks a bit greasy. 
It, but they're delicious, I promise you. Yeah, it looks really greasy. But it's not inside, look. No, 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 it would make me right. boke. I must tell you a funny story. I went the other day to get my... This is delicious, this food. <laughs> to get my cushion covers on my settee redone. I want them duplicated because I've had them for about 12 years. It was a really, really expensive suite. OK. So I thought, I'll have the cushion mm. covers done. And... Exactly the same material? Exactly the same. I just okay. want them duplicated, as if somebody put them in a little machine. Lovely. And so I go to this uh, shop that I discover in Kingston. It's the only one I found mm-hmm. that it says they do upholstery and everything else. So I took them in, and the lady said yes, and she's given me a price. Right. For doing them. Uh-huh. Um, she said, yours is very, very good material. To duplicate them and all the rest of it is going to be X hundred pounds, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yep. So I'm very pleased with that. So she then phones me up. She says, I'll, I'll email the estimate over to you. Uh, and I, I gave her another name. But I gave the email address at LBC. Right. So I thought, I'll never remember the home one again. So she has another name, Mm -hmm. which she's... So she sent me this email address, and then she phones me. And uh, she goes, oh, I've I've got the email address, that's fine. She said, I need a deposit. I said, that's all right. I said, I'll drop round some money tomorrow. That was on the Saturday. So I go in on the Saturday to give her the deposit. And she said, when when I'd mentioned the email address, I said, steve at lbc.co.uk. She said, is that LBC as in the station? So I Mm -hmm. said, yes, it's LBC as in the station. So when I went in there, she said, do, do you know Steve Allen? Oh. So, so I go, I've seen him, yes. <laughs> so she goes, years ago when I was setting up the shop, she said, I used to listen to him overnight. And so I said, oh, right. She said, when you see him, tell him thank you, because oh. he was my saving. So, of course, I'm now stuck in this Catch-22. Oh, no. I can now not go back in there and go, by the way, surprise, I am Steve Allen, because it's going to look stupid. No, you could, you know. She, you could. You could just say, no, you were wrong for Why you not tell me? Yeah, you could just say, because you were having a bad hair day. I don't have any hair. <laughs> How can I have a bad hair day? I'm called Chris. <laughs> got no hair. And you're under oh, the table. I'm so never going to come back on this show. You're so never coming oh, back. I am, I am. We would I rather am. employ... January, please, January the 17th. Was it January me. 17th? Yeah, they've booked me in already. That'll be cancelled. We <laughs> <laughs> wait till next time round. Christmas or no Christmas. This oh. food is delicious. It mm. really is lovely, actually. Very, very, very nice. Mm. It is, it is. That no- Have you tried that naan? It's very nice. Oh, talking of... No, have to take a break. Oh, well... <laughs> Shame. I'm not disappointed. <laughs> have to take a break, so we will... With Greg Birchall. That's really difficult. Thanks, Steve. In Kingsbury, uh, Kenton Road has been closed. Morning, everybody. 12 minutes to 10. Food and drink with Tom Parker Bowles. Tom presents more highlights of his show this afternoon at 4. Hear how to entertain vegetarians. Prepare great party snacks and buy the right present for the food lover in your life. Tom will also be back on the 20th of December for a Christmas food and drink special. Taking all your calls on alternative Christmas dinners and creating the best puddings. How lovely. Mm. How delicious. How as wa- lovely. As was your brekkie. Yes, thank you. Did they you. just deliver? You know, at the top of the show, you said you used to mention things on the radio and you'd get something. Well, you About did. 1,400 years ago. Yeah, but you did lovely. in less than half an hour. How good is that? All Christmassy. <laughs> what they've done on The X Factor, strangely enough, they, they've done um, a list of all the costumes that the girls have worn. The dresses. Oh, right. And they've marked them out of ten. And strange enough, Danny Minogue wins. No. Sure, absolutely. She shouldn't have put Stacey in that funny Grecian thing that she did no. last week. That was dire. And also, the other thing they made the mistake with Stacey, they sat her on a stick because he, she can't move. Yeah, but she did look... She, her legs looked good. 
Yes, but you need some movement on stage. You can't just sit there isolated. Well, she did. She got off the stool and walked forward. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's enough, is it? That's enough. (laughs) I've liked Daddy's hair, actually. Yes, well, she certainly changed it every time. She does indeed. Mm. I don't know, is is it true you think that Simon hates her and wants her off? No. No. No, it's just made up. Yeah, just good column inches. Mm. Um... Can I say um, something that I found in the Sunday Express, because I thought this was fascinating? Mm. It's an idea for a really unusual Christmas present. Right. In fact, I've tried to find things in the papers this week that are all festive. And so this, this caught Christmassy. my eye. All Now we've got all Christmas. <laughs> this caught my eye because it's called My Walk on the Wild Side. And um, it's if you're looking for a Christmas present for the animal lover in your life, why not treat them uh, to an extraordinary day as a keeper at a wild animal park? So this this lady's gone to Whipsnade and she gets down and dirty at Whipsnade and keeper for a day um, for 2010. Mm. It's guess what it is for a day? Just have a wild guess. 250. Wow, well done. 270. All oh, right. Guess or or 170 for an introduction to the zoo keeping experience. How if nice. somebody's yeah, if somebody's really is an animal love it. That yeah. is totally different. You'd you love to, it. You get to feed all the animals. She, here she is, a picture of her with meerkats, which have taken over. Everybody adores meerkats. Um, mm. They're running all over her. And she looks like she's having a fab time. Oh, mm. she, she doesn't in this picture. She looks <laughs> deeply worried, but I bet she was having a fab time. <laughs> oh, dear. Less mm. of which later. Right. Okay, Dave. Strange on X Factor Joe in the Express saying he will not quit school. And somebody says, has anybody told Simon? Yeah, he may have other I ideas. I like that. Susan Boyle has cancelled a publicity tour of Canada, sparking Why? fresh fears for her health. Oh, dear. Uh, people are now saying mm. she's being worked too hard. Um, mm. I absolutely agree. Yep. I absolutely agree. The trouble is, I've said to you before, she's in a money-making machine. She's making money for them. Yeah, and she was catapulted yeah. into this new lifestyle, yeah. and so no wonder if so it's... the trouble is, all she know, wants to do is sing. She doesn't realise. The singing is, is one little tiny bit. Yeah. The rest of it is the publicity yeah, machine. absolutely. And, and, and eating away at her, how she yes. looks, what she wears, da 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 da, da. Um, Can I just say, Mail on Sunday, appalling, Silvio um, Berlusconi, um, 73 years old, doodling, loads of doodles about women's knickers. Oh, yeah. As they are discussing, as the uh, leaders at this summit um, discuss giving more money to help poorer nations combat the effects of climate change. Oh. And all he does is sit there and draw knickers through the ages. You know, obviously, he's got quite Anything. a vast experience of, of knickers. Though, isn't it? I used to draw Christmas trees. Did you? Mm. Oh. Well, you love Christmas. And drills. Yeah, but... That, and drills. Drills. We were taught to draw a drill at school. You do two, two lines down and then a wavy line and then in. And then you rub out the little bits and it looks like a drill bit. Wow, that's quite sad. That's scary, isn't it? Yeah. I know. And I draw boxes, too. You and we used boxes. to have to draw boxes an inch square and do a perfectly round O and all the letters of the alphabet. Oh... Small wonder I'm the way I am. <laughs> Dropped on my head as a child, <laughs> hanging around in fish shops. You know, yeah. it's not good for me. No, I draw sons. I draw, I draw sons, well, and that, I stop. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, when I got to the age of thirty, because I always draw them by people's names on the envelope. 30. When I got to thirty, I thought I've got to stop this, this, this habit. I haven't doodled for ages now. Yeah. Have you not? I tell you why. Because I kept drawing boxes. Boxes with other boxes. It's quite good. Boxes. It's quite good no, to draw, but it's quite no, no. I think it's quite difficult to draw good boxes. Actually, I do boxes, boxes on legs, boxes without I legs. I think that's. I think that yeah. says quite a lot about your personality. Yeah. Yeah. Very insular. <laughs> you you Christmas could try thing. drawing charity bins. Something awful in oh. um, here in the people. Um, charity bin like theft. Charity. charity bin theft. You know those Oxfam clothing banks and mm. things that are all the supermarkets? Well, Fagin-style thieves are putting kids 
into those bins to steal the clothes. Can you They're that it? desperate. They're that desperate. How, how, how genuinely sad is that? That is very sad, actually. And it's also really dangerous, because, I mean, that is only a tiny slit, and you, a kid to be tiny enough to go in there, they might not, you might not get also, them out. Can they see? They're deep bins. Yeah. Have you ever put clothes in them? Yeah, loads of times. Oh, have you? Oh, right. I've never done anything like that. You have like to wash that. them first, and then you shove them in. Yeah. yeah. Or you Better have to wash them as well. Well, some things that you chuck out, you like, say, some, I don't know, curtains and stuff like that, good enough to go to the charity shop, and I do that. But some things are just horrible. And also, you don't want to mm. shove undies, but they might be nice oh, undies. no. So you wash them, and somewhere... Don't you just throw undies away? Well, not well, if they're quite nice. you mean people wear nice. other people's undies? Yeah. I don't, don't. I don't put old manky undies in. No. I put undies that maybe a bra from somewhere that hasn't fitted. You know, or a oh, pair of right. knickers you get for Christmas with Santa on that you think, you know, I'd actually rather eat my own feet. Those are the kind <laughs> of undies that you put in the bin. <laughs> eight four eight five zero. Apparently, uh, Michael Bublé was the only star who allowed the contestant to sing. Williams and Michael tried to shine more during their song. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's the difference, isn't it? Mm. That, that's the difference that people... And they looked like they were having such fun, yeah. too. Sorry, Steve. The trouble is, all these contestants think, oh, you know, George Michael's my new best friend. Or, no, they're not, I'm afraid. No. They're just doing it. They're, they're in the publicity machine, I'm afraid. Exactly, they've got their own agenda. Yeah. Strange, really. Does everybody think that Joe might win on the emails? Oh, yeah, I mean, everybody thinks that Joe will win. Oh, I, d- I don't think it's... Although, somebody says he sounds a bit like Neil Sadaka. Um... I don't, I don't have a problem with sounding like Neil Sadaka. The trouble mm. is, he looks very young. Well, he is very young. He's 18. Yeah, but he looks young. He looks even younger, doesn't he, than 18? Yeah, but that's no... I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll age him, won't they? They'll give him that appalling hairstyle, the Simon School of, of Hairstyle. Yes. Square. And also he'll make him have this done and that done. Although his teeth are all right. Mm. And he's sweet. He's got a lovely smile. Mm. He's, you know, his, his face lights up and it's genuine. It's a genuine yeah. smile through the eyes. Yes. You yes, know. I mean, I, I, think he, I think he will win. But on the other hand... I think there's a distinct possibility he might not. <laughs> <laughs> Just that, that's a very profound statement, Steve. <laughs> I'm not going to contest that at no. all. No. <laughs> uh, 84850. Jeff says, perhaps we should start a campaign for licensing pushchairs on pavements, like they talk about licensing bicycles. It's a good mm-hmm. idea. Mm. I think they should definitely license bicycles. Absolutely license bicycles. Get, make sure they go out on the road. Um, with insurance and stuff like that. Yes, actually, very good idea. They've got no insurance. <laughs> they they hog the roads. Yeah. They jump red traffic lights. If we did it, we'd all be hauled before the courts. Yeah. They do it. And, and they drive in front of you just as you oh, get, yes. get Oh, terror. And the other night, a guy with no none of that reflective gear on at all. No lights oh. on his bike, no reflecting gear. I, oh, Police s- around our way. So scary. Uh, luckily, they've started um, stopping cyclists on the pavement and fining them £40. They For- get a ticket. For riding on the pavement? Yes, and two of our road sweepers from Twickenham the other day were cycling on the pavement and missed the copper by that much because he was dealing with somebody a bit further down. It's totally illegal to ride your bicycle on the pavement. You do it round Richmond and Twickenham, the coppers are there. They're on bikes and they'll nick you for it. £40, instant fine. So be warned. And there's no sort of, oh, you know, we'll let you off, it's your first time. You Mm. do not ride bicycles on the pavement. Yep. Little children can. I think. It's, oh, if, if the wheel size is over 20 inches. Yes, or if it's obviously a little trike or something yeah. like that. It'd be quite interesting to know what the actual yes. ruling was. But, but uh, parents I... ride it in front of their kids, don't they? Oh, actually, talking of kids and parents, big um, thumbs up to, I think it's Outnumbered, the one, the wonderful one with Claire Skinner, the comedy series. The little girl, I can't remember her name, sadly, but the little girl in it um, won Best Newcomer Award last night at the oh, Comedy right. Awards. And I, I'm sure it's called Outnumbered. I love it. OK. Yeah. Excellent. Well done. 
84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Somebody says, men don't buy presents. Yes, they do. They absolutely do. They just buy do. them late. They just leave Most it to the last minute. Yeah, like yeah, like yeah. Phil, they leave it to the very last minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then buy a... And then get all worried and, yeah. and then buy something Well, more. what they do, they're actually going to go into a shop and then they go, would you like a gift wrapped? Yep, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. A, so all... a lot of men are scared of buying their what their um, their partner's undies, so they're buying them gift vouchers now instead of risking getting There's a new wrong. shop. I think John Lewis um, have set up a, a department where... You can go in there and they will bring the undies into you to save the embarrassment of men walking around the undie department. So you say, I think my wife... Well, oh, you actually best to take one of hers from yes, the drawer. because otherwise you don't know the size. No, exactly. I mean, so I'll, have I'll, a I'll, look in her drawers yeah. and just take one Take out. a pair of undies, hope yeah. you don't get stopped by the police on the way there. Exactly. Try and explain that one away. And, <laughs> and then, then go say, buy get something me like this. Yes. This is the one I like her in and she loves it. Yeah. Get it like this. Got Kwan was doing that to a woman the other day. And he was sort of trying to sort of, you know make her wear attractive mm. underwear, mm. because it's, it says a lot. Says oh, a lot. absolutely. Romano Muckweth is the eight-year-old. Romano Muckweth? Muckweth. Bless. Marquise or something There's like that. There's a name to conjure There's with. <laughs> anyway, we, we, we're going to send you off. Uh, is this wise? It's lovely. Yeah. A, a, Thank a you so much. and a pleasure. Thank you, Chris. Don't ever book again, <laughs> all right? Don't ever Christmas. book us. <laughs> I called you Chris again. I know. That was, that was, that was just to spite you because you yeah. keep saying, and now we've gone all oh, Christmassy. Have a nice Christmas. <laughs> Angela, thank you very much indeed. See you soon. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Robert. Friends call me Robert. Morning, everybody. Five minutes past ten. That was the funniest hour I think we've had in ages. You'll have to podcast the programme. Poor, poor Julie Peasgood, not remembering anybody's name. Just getting completely befuddled with the whole thing. And even Tony from Lewisham said it was the funniest hour he's ever heard. And we've had hundreds like that. Thank you very much indeed. Everybody absolutely loved it. There's something funny about listening to people talking about food. And it's like <laughs> when you listen to it on the radio and you watch it on the television, it's just two completely different things. Yes. How are you, Nick? Very good, thank you, Brian. And great to see Brian back with us again today. That's my dad's name, actually. Well done, oh, Brian. A thousand pounds. Yep, Brian is on the left-hand side. If you're listening in stereo, and if you're on mono, he's not anywhere. Uh. <laughs> are we in stereo? I don't. I don't know if we are now. I got confused. We're in surround sound. Do you know, I'm. <laughs> I remember surround sound. THX. <laughs> Eight three five zero. Steve at LBC Oh crikey! Just one or two uh, of your. Text messages have come in and emails. Yeah. We've got so many There's to get a lot, through. yeah. Did you see the comedy awards? I, d- I was out oh dear. last night with... Poor uh, old Jordan. I can't mention the name. I know you can't, that's what I I can't <laughs> mention the name. <laughs> Slagging off OK Magazine. Who? She did. Yes, you know why. I know, because she's gone over to hello. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm told, silly girl that she is, <laughs> thick as a brush, I'm afraid, uh, that the uh, proprietor, the very lovely Richard, yes. uh, is not at all happy. No. She thinks she's a bit cleverer than everybody else. Unfortunately, she's not. Anyway, That's moving all I'm on to say about her. That's all I'm going to say about her. Uh, Sharon says, George and Joe sang... Don't let the sun go down on me. I have to disagree. I thought it was the standout segment from the show. Robbie fluffed his lines... Um, well, well, Robbie couldn't because they. Well, what happened with Robbie is because the audience scream their heads off. Right. They can't hear the music properly, so no. he started too early and realised then they had to start again. Embarrassing. I know. And he's supposed to be a professional. Oh uh, well, exactly. <laughs> and he had the yeah, earpiece right. in as well, so he's yeah. supposed to be. It's able exactly. To hear the music. If he's listening to the oh, earpiece. I know, I know, it I know. blocks out the audience. But when you've got all that racket going on, all that contrived nonsense. Yeah. Also live, isn't it? Yes. So even funnier, <laughs> even funnier. They they all get very very nervous. Uh, Matthew, good luck at your new job. Listen, we've got a lot of these to get through. OK, so don't don't send any more in, because we just won't have enough time to get uh, round to every single thing. So, after listening to you, I'm going to uh, updating, uh, not to run another PC, but a uh, Mac, 
I intend running parallels in Windows XP with my Mac to run my diabetes hardware on which is Windows only. Will I have to install the plethora of Windows protections such as CCleaner, virus and anti-spy malwares or will the Mac software take care of it? What happens when you install parallels, it will partition the hard drive as a virtual drive. And when you're running Windows, you will have to install antivirus software right. on that section. The Mac doesn't need it, but the Windows section does. So if you go to the LBC Gadgets page, go yeah. to lbc.co.uk, click on Sunday Supplements, just download the software there onto your Mac and well, onto the Windows section of the Mac, and then you'll be protected. Okay, nice and easy. Julietta says, please, please don't sue me, because she was the one who brought in the Sprout uh, alcohol. She says, I hope Ollie doesn't win tonight. Who cares? Well, somebody <laughs> said that. I was asked that the other day by Paul Cooper. He said, who do you think is going to win? I said, I couldn't give They're a four They're both going to get record deals. They're both, well, I don't think they will. Really? I don't think Simon will, will risk. I don't think Ollie can Someone sell an album. Someone else will pick him up. Well, they're welcome to him. They're welcome to him. I don't think. And also, well, they won't be allowed to because uh, they're under contract to Simon. Mm. So that's well, it. he won't be going back to a phone call centre, will he? Oh, I do hope so. <laughs> I do hope so. Uh, Steve, uh, my Satec... Is it? A 250 wireless speaker has finally given out and can't get a new one anywhere. It was a great piece of equipment that you recommended ages ago. Is there an alternative equipment available I can plug into my USB? That's Michael. Yeah, there's loads of USB speakers out there. Just go to Google or <laughs> Bing and uh, type it in, and away you go. Right. Is it easy or, to... Yeah, there's tons on Amazon. If you just type in USB speakers, decide how much money you want to spend, they start about tenner. Oh, do they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Okay. Yeah. About a tenner, which is, uh, which is okay. Uh, 84850, Steve. Well, they start, they go up a lot more if you have really decent ones. Please help, says Philip. I'm using Vista with Norton Internet Security. Recent one, I my Microsoft Office Outlook 2003 behind this window. I have two other internet windows opening automatically. No idea. Not a clue on that one. How do I delete your stuff? Can't you just... So when you open... Why would... That's an interesting one. But either way, you've got two other internet windows. We'll get back to that one in a moment. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll ponder on that. Uh, Steve... The Hibernate option on my Toshiba laptop has inexplicably stopped working. Now, if left for an extended period without use, the laptop just freezes up, meaning I have to press the on-off button to restart, which brings up the wording, Windows Error Recovery. How can I get the Hibernate function working again? The most likely thing that's happened on this is if you've done any sort of cleaning up with your computer, it's deleted the Hibernate files. But what you do is you type Command into the Start menu, go into Start, this little search box that pops up, uh, use Control shift enter to open it in administrator mode, and then you can right-click the item in the menu and choose Run as Administrator. Right? From the command prompt, type in the following command. This is the important bit. Power, CFG, all one word, space, forward slash, hibernate, space, on. Okay. You might have to podcast Do that one more this. time. Might have to podcast. <laughs> we'll do it one more time for you. Power, CFG, all one word, space, forward slash, Hibernate space on. Okay. And then you restart your computer. Podcast. And it out. Podcast. Uh, Mavis says, for the last two years, my daughter's been treated to the zoo experience on her birthday. We were Ooh. talking about this. It says, last year, she went to Marwell, spent a day with the giraffes in the morning and the penguins after lunch. Yeah. Then she got up close to a tiger at Dartmoor. I still you know can, people who go down well. to see the animals we went down, see the snow leopard. Yeah. People who still go down there. Well, one of them's pregnant, so there'll be new snow leopard cubs on the way. Right. We sent hundreds of people down there. Yeah. Hundreds of people. After, after we'd featured it on the programme, hundreds of people. They've never been so overwhelmed in their life. Hundreds of people went yeah, down they there. They do the zoo experience at London and Whipsnade as well. Yeah, You can see the tigers. Uh, Brenda says, what people are forgetting, Susan Boyle, she's an older woman. She's not that old. She just looks old. She's not that old. Believe me. She's not 70 or anything like that. She's only early 50s. Uh, the icons, 
say Roger, uh, internet, etc., won't appear on the screen of my laptop after it's booted up. How do I get them back? I've got Windows Vista. If you open the program window on your Vista computer, just drag the software you want on your desktop onto your desktop. Yeah. So just drag the logos over and it will copy them that way. Okay. 84850, uk. I cannot find a website through Google, Yahoo or Bing it. It does exist. The Extra Factory. Extra Factory. It's an agency for TV film extras and legitimate. I have Windows Vista. The other day I couldn't get the eBay website either. Um, the reason that the extra that website's not working is we had a look at the um, coding. There's no meta tags on it. So you don't have to go through Google or Bing to do it. Just type Extra Factory and, that's and the rest of the thing in the, the uh, address and it will go straight to it. I do think Google's clever. And Bing is as well. I've never done Bing. You should do. Oh, is it good? Bing. <laughs> yes, Bing. Is it just what it's called? Why are everybody smiling? I'll tell you in the break. Oh, right. <laughs> OK, <laughs> hi. Uh, wish my granny, Emmeline Johnson, get well soon. There you go. So we've, we've done that one as well. Do you doodle? Mm, I have doodled, actually. Yeah. There's another one I use called, um, I forgot what it's called, no, brushes. It's what David Hockney uses now. Really? Yeah. I'll tell you what, I, just, I, I mentioned the other week on the programme, because I can't find half these things that uh, Nathan's got on his phone. He's got nine pages of free games. Yeah. Nine pages. I've never seen so many games in my life. I've got a new one. Really? Very addictive. 59p. Called Doodle Jump. Doodle Jump. You'll be addicted to it all day long, trust me. Or alternatively, as the producer says, use a paper and pen. You know, the old-fashioned <laughs> method. Doodle Jump is a game, though, where you have to have the little alien going up through the, uh, the game. Yeah. Let's have a look. I've got an advent here. calendar on here I paid 59p for. So let's bit exciting. Play. Oh, you're playing. Do you know, yeah. uh, see, Gary doesn't buy... Is it, the... you see, go. I think that's quite clever. <laughs> Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> you're my only hope. Right. <laughs> uh, sorry, I just missed where I was going. Are there any free security websites my Vista laptop? Yes, go to lbc.co.uk, click on gadgets, there's a whole list there. Yes. So that's, that's the... Uh... Oh, my mouse is frozen. Oh, there it is. Come back again. Um... Yes, that's the thing you must do. Go and, if you check out the, the gadget page, it's a lot, uh, a lot easier. Uh, Sheila's got a problem with a TV. It's a Philips flat screen in the kitchen. The problem is lip syncing. Oh, I know what you're going to say. What you're getting is a delay on the signal. Is this when you're watching television or are you watching DVDs? Because sometimes I'll watch a DVD and the sound is not matched up to their lip syncing. If you've got Skybox, it doesn't tell us how they're getting their TV, whether it's through a normal aerial or Sky. Yeah. If it's through Sky, sometimes you have to coordinate the lip-syncing right. as an option in the Skybox. But she says, I've, I've got three TVs and the other two are perfect. Yes, yeah, very odd. That is strange, actually. I don't know what that would be. It's, it depends where it is in the chain, doesn't it? Yeah, if it's on Sky, as I say, it will be a problem with the box, and all you do is you change the speed in which the sound is delivered to the television. But if right. it's through Freeview, I don't know what would cause that. No. And it says it's the same on the second TV, which would suggest it's an, either a complete batch of TVs that are wrong, or there's something wrong with the setup at your house. Yeah. It sounds more likely it's a setup at your house, mm. I would think, because you've got three in, in total, and two of them are, are doing it all right, and one isn't. Try, um... Yes, why don't you swap the TV around? Mm. And that way you'll find out if it's the TV or if it's the location. Yeah. So disconnect one of the other TVs, put it where that one is in the kitchen, and then put the other one there, and then you'll know if it's the TV. Because when we had that problem with, uh, with Bryn the other day with his uh, keypad, and you said, change the keypad, yeah. and of course that, that was the problem. It mm. sorted it out straight Indeed. away. 
See, we're here to help because it's Christmas time. Why? Because we're all Christmassy. Quarter past ten. With the travel, Craig Birchall. Hello, Steve. Uh, traffic is down to one lane in each direction in... Steve Allen. Well, again, apparently Susan Ball's only 47, so it's got nothing to do with age at all. It's the fact that she's, you know, she's being pushed a little bit, little bit too much, I think. A little bit too much. A lot of people saying, go on, go for Joe for tonight. I think Ollie will win. Hey, I'll make yeah, a... someone's got the answer. Yeah. Right. The this is the one is... where when they turn on Outlook... Yeah. Uh, the two windows open, the browser windows open in the background. Right. So they appear, if you've turned on Office Online Support, the service will automatically appear in two browser windows. If you want it to disappear, turn the service off. Thank you to whoever supplied that that didn't yeah. say who they are. Could be Shaz. Oh, well done. So if you've turned on Office Online Support, it's always something, isn't it? The other day, my phone, you know when you left a message? Yeah. The other day, I didn't hear my phone ring. And I had to reset it and apparently got it on Vibrate. Which, how, it, how it moved itself onto vibrate. I've got oh, no, I couldn't hear anything the other day. Oh. I was telling people we went to the fair. Oh, that's lovely. The went to one and how yeah. expensive it is. Seven pounds to go on a wheel. Yeah. Seven pound fifty. Was it? Oh, right, okay. Seven fifty. And all the other rides, four pounds to six pounds. So take money. <laughs> Lots of it. Lots of money. It's very, very expensive. Uh, Miriam says when I switch on my PC, the monitor comes on briefly with the Dell logo, then goes blank. The start button on the hard drive keeps flashing amber and doesn't load up. Is it worth taking my PC to a repair shop, or would it be a waste of money as the PC is about six years old? Could be one of many things. This if it could be the hard drive has gone bust. But if you type in flashing yellow button on Google, um, there are various things that you can try before you throw it away. Or call Dell. You do have lifetime phone support with Dell usually. So if you ring them up and give them the little uh, service tag number, mm. they will talk you through it. But as it is six years old, it may not be worth getting repaired. Depends if you want one. to buy a new one. Yeah. Buy a but new try one. Might... Ringdale first. My neighbour Lynn's just bought a Mac. Has she? Yeah, she's retired and she's bought a Mac. Right. And she's having lessons. Oh, good. So uh, she's very happy. Learned how to turn it on yet? I think she's, uh, yeah. she had, uh, she had all sorts of things on her last one because she spent her life on computers. Right. Uh, Linda says, you're very funny. Thank you. <laughs> if that's me or Darren. <laughs> anyway, don't forget I've got my Sony Vio laptop Ooh. in my How Low. Ooh. And it finishes at 11 o'clock this morning, this one. It's really nice whilst we're, whilst we're talking about computers and everything else. So why not have a go for it? Lowest unique bid will win at 11. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. And to play, you text Steve, followed by your bid in pence, whatever you think it's going to go for, and send that to treble eight two one. So if you want to bid, say, pound seventy six, you text Steve, 176, and send that to treble eight two one. Competition ends at 11. Got to be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Good luck. It's got 250 gigabytes of hard drive. So that's, that is a load. Did I tell you the other day, I've seen an advert for people wanting to borrow money up to payday. 2,360% APR. You would have to be mad as a brush to Well, the idea is like you that. pay it back within a couple of days. So but it's appealing to people quite know, clearly, who I don't know, have very much money. In other words, you're well, liable to get even into more trouble. It's appealing to people who won't get an overdraft facility from their bank, which is yeah. what's happening at the moment. The banks are taking their overdrafts away, so they well, can get money if, elsewhere. Yeah, but strangely enough, if, if the bank turn you down for an overdraft, there's a very good reason. Mm. The reason is you're mm. a bad risk. So they go that's to why the APRs, who charge them. But that's, that's appalling. It's they're preying on the weak and the vulnerable. <laughs> Well, I'm here to champion it. Oh, my God. Very good picture of me. Thank you, John, very much indeed. Uh, Miriam says, when I switch on my... 
You just said that one. Yes, I've just done that one. I've just, I thought it sounded <laughs> familiar. <laughs> sort of. Steve, can you or your guest help me? No, we can't. Anyway, so moving on. <laughs> she says, my PC is getting a message saying that windows are shut down unexpectedly. It's happened on a number of occasions. Jackie, the answer is... Could be a, one of a whole load of things okay. once again. I would um, try booting in safe mode if you push F8. Restore to an earlier date, system restore. Or it also gives you the option of saying, please go back to a point where you can... Uh, windows started up properly. If that doesn't work, put your Windows disk in. Right. And re- reinstall it. I wouldn't even know where my Windows disk was. Probably in the bin. Or Probably thrown it away. Mm. Does it come with it? Yeah, a lot of people throw them away. They don't think they Why need them. Why would you them. want to keep it? For this very reason, in case well, your computer goes wrong. If it, just a matter of interest, just yes. supposing I decide, if I became wildly rich, to um, actually buy another computer, yep. another laptop, yep. when I come back... And I, I just plug it in. Does it know all my settings and everything? Of course it doesn't. Well, how do I... Because I don't know what my passwords are. <laughs> well, you'll have to guess. Guess? No, if you buy... Um, you can plug the computer into your old computer and it will copy over some of your settings. Right. But uh, what pa- how many passwords have you got? Well, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've got no idea what any of them are. Oh, dear. Hardly anything at all. I mean, I've... I've uh, what I've... happens if your computer crashes tomorrow, then? I'll just go and buy another one and start all over again. And what are you going to do about the passwords? Well, I'll just set up another computer. Well, that's... You've just answered your own question, then, haven't you? I'm a genius. <laughs> I've answered my own question. I got a thing the other day. Apparently, yes. m- most most websites allow you to... Reset. Email, yeah, to, yeah, to email and reset so your passwords. It says forgotten password. You click on that and it will yeah. send you... Oh, it gives me clues. Yeah. I get that with f- First Direct. Would you like a clue? And your favourite address is... He goes, bang. What? Bang. I said, I have no idea what you're talking about. He goes, that's the clue I'm giving you. Oh. I said... Firework? He goes, no. I go, shot dead? He goes, no. I said, US President? He said, no, goodbye, and put the phone down. (laughs) (laughs) Not being much luck here, am I, really? (laughs) You have to laugh. Anyway, uh, I have an old desktop with Millennium. Windows ME, that is, I think. Oh, Windows ME, okay. I want to remove McAfee security, but unable to. In control panel, uninstall programs. There are two McAfee's. McAfee, McAfee Personal Firewall Plus. Try to remove it. It says could not open. Install log file. Try to uninstall McAfee Security Center. It says uninstall security services first. This is not listed anywhere. Try disabling first. Makes no difference. If you go to their website, McAfee's website, there is an uninstall tool on that website. Right. Download that. And that, that will help. help. Yeah. Right. Hopefully. <laughs> okay, nice and, nice and easy for you. So that's what I'll do. If, if I decide to buy another, um, another website... Sorry, no, another, computer. another computer. Sorry, buy another Please website. Please buy a Mac this time. Sorry? Please buy a Mac. I don't think You've I'll had understand so many it. viruses and problems yeah. with the last one. So can I then, if, if I then buy another computer, mm. will, will my um, account still keep running? <laughs> or do I have to cancel it with the bank? No, no, it will still... Well, because I'm, keep, I pay monthly, don't no, 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 yeah, of course I? it will keep running. Yeah. Right. What, what are you talking about? The websites you subscribe to? No, no, no. Oh, AOL? It, no, on AOL. Because yeah, no, I'm no, no, keep running. I can run AOL through a Mac. Yeah, of course you can. Oh, right. Shut it next door, I tell you. I'm coming through this. So I, I, I'm holding my hands up. I'm, I'm playing, playing devil's advocate here. Could you ask Darren, <laughs> says Chrissy. <laughs> uh, why is it when playing musical media, be it CD or MP3 on my computer, the computer plays little audio tracks at what appears to be a semitone down, making Sting sound a little bit like Barry White? And that's a problem? My son did a check on the audio drivers on my computer yesterday and they all appear to be up to date. Uh, and when he plugged my desktop speakers into his iPod, the sound played perfectly. Incidentally, this also happens when I talk to people on Skype, and the whole voice distortion only seemed to begin when somebody installed Skype on my computer. Any suggestions? Try taking Skype off. See if that helps. 
Oh, really? That's an odd one, because you've done all the dis- the, the, win- the drivers, mm. and uh, that hasn't helped. So try taking Skype off. Right. Reboot the computer. Yeah. And then and by the way, the happens. lady with all the television problems, uh, it's the television. She said she's already tried something else in there. It sounds like it's a problem with the television. I can't right. think of anything else, although you do seem to get a recurring problem. So go back, have another try with another one, or if not, just do away with the television. Otherwise you drive yourself round the, round the balmy, I think. Darren's back on Tuesday, back with Petri next Friday. Right here. Uh, on this station. Thank you. This is LBC. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. It's going to going to snow uh, Christmas. I've decided, Andrew. Have you? Well, that's what the, the the weather forecasters are saying. We could have it as early as the 17th. Oh. Now they've said that before, and we get a light dusting, and I get all excited in the morning as I'm looking out the window, and then lo and behold, by lunchtime, it's all evaporated. Yes. And gone away. I wouldn't put money on it. Would you not? <laughs> no. Nah. I hope it does snow for Christmas Day, because then it makes it seem more Christmassy. Turkey for you, Christmas yes, Day? Yes, absolutely, yes. I insist. Do you cook it? No, I don't know. I have people who do. Oh, right. As <laughs> you do. Family. Family yeah. who, who, who cook. I, I don't cook. I just supply the money for it. I'm, I'm, um, what I'm dreaming <laughs> for Christmas is a pair of glasses, because I've come into the He's studio... He's coming without his glasses on. It's terrible. Yeah. This is what, what you need to do is, is go around to all the people who are wearing glasses and say, you don't have a spare pair, do you? Yes, I know. Although it's very bad to wear somebody else's glasses, because it, it can then affect your eyes quite badly. But it's worse to have no glasses and not be able to read anything. Yes, that is. Well, I, I did that only once. It's like me coming out without sunglasses... But it isn't sunny. No, but um, my, my eyes get really sore outside in daylight, so I wear sunglasses a lot of the time. Yes, because you're really only supposed to come out at night, aren't you? It is true. So if I'm out in the daytime, because I've worked so many years overnight, my eyes are really weak. So I, I can, my eyes become so bloody. If I go out in the morning without my sunglasses on, and have to write it, I can't see because my eyes stream. It's dreadful, really. Terrible. It's this, this ageing, as you know, you look in the mirror every day and this ageing process just gets worse yes. and worse. Yes, well, I take advice from you because you're so far ahead of me. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm catching up to Susan Boyle. Somebody say, she can't tour because she's getting quite old. Yet She's 47. <laughs> she's not old at all. She's in America at the moment, isn't she? Well, she's just cancelled Canada. Because, I mean, it's a promotional tour. I think she thinks, I want to sing, so she's quite happy to stand there and sing. And they're going, no, you've recorded the album, dear. This is now when you go out and do the promotion for it. So, I don't think she understands the process. So why has she cancelled Canada? Because too exhausted. Oh, right. She wants to go back to that little house. I in... think she wants to go back to the cat and, you know, and the little house. Who's looking the after the cat? I don't know. Looking after it. I think it's learned to open tins. <laughs> Sitting on there on the sideboard with a can opener. Have you bought her album? No. No, no, I wouldn't be remotely interested. It's it's a naff album of covers. It's what Simon Cowell does best. Yes. They're all cover albums. I wouldn't be... The producer wouldn't wouldn't buy it. I wouldn't buy it. Johnny wouldn't buy it. Raj wouldn't buy it. Nobody would buy it. It's not our sort of thing. It's for it's for older people. So I'd better take the one I've bought you for Christmas back yeah, to the shop, Yeah, just take so. it back. Because, as you said, for older people, I thought you'd to. like it. No, no. I don't... I, don't do, I like covers, but I, I'm not remotely interested in hearing Susan Boyle stumbling away through I'm a Believer. Thank you very much indeed. I've got more musical taste than that. Mm. Anyway. Yes, so, and, and on 11, that, on after 11... Did you 11, read that Lord Patel story? Which one? Lord Patel, who gave a reference to two people who are crooks because they happened to come from his same village. And they said, did you, did you know that you were giving... He said, well, I, I, I give references to lots of people. But just, it's a character reference. He's supposed to know who they are. Which paper's that in? I think it's in the mail. I think I'll... I'll, I'll see if I can find it for you. Just while you... Yes, well, exactly, because what I'm going to talk to you after 11, mm. I'm, uh, I'm going to uh, talk to Andrew Gilligan, the oh, journalist, right. about Tony Blair, because, you know, Blair's now admitted he'd have gone to war even if there were no weapons of mass destruction, mm. and, of course, there weren't any. No. Have, have the vetting laws gone too far? You see, they're finally going to relax those vetting laws. Yes. They've been talking about that well, in that the news. Well, that would have been totally unworkable. Completely. 
And um, should we be able to use intercepts, telephone intercepts in terrorist cases? Apparently not. You can know the rest of the world, Jim, but not here. You can't here. do anything now in this country, can you? Why can't you intercept someone's telephone calls? Yeah. What's the point of having you can that use MI6 a fabulous building over the, over the river? Uh, yeah. What do they do in there? Don't they watch spooks? Probably not. I love spooks. Do you? And my friend in the studio today, the fabulous Sue Carroll. Oh, Sue Carroll. We love Sue, don't we? Okay. Have you found that story? I have. It's in the mail, and it's the Labour peer, Lord Patel, who gave a glowing reference to brothers who framed drivers. They've been convicted in the court, and uh, he actually said they were very nice people. They all come from the same village, so it's obviously a little bit of nepotism going on. Yes. And he said, when asked about what he wrote, and he said, well, I, I do references for lots of people. Well, if you do a character reference, the idea is you're supposed to know about them. Aren't they? I mean, I couldn't do one for you because I don't know enough no, about you. No, and I wouldn't do one for you. No, exactly, Because I do know enough about you, which is why <laughs> I wouldn't give you one. Such an old line, that is. It's such an old line. Not a bad it's, one, It's though. so nice to hear the elderly trotting yes. it out again on my programme, which originated it. Cheryl wants to no, quit and have a doesn't. baby. No, she doesn't. She said on this dreary show the other day, she was asked by Holly Willoughby, because it turned out to be Who? the Holly Willoughby show, what but with Cheryl Cole as a guest. Who's Holly Willoughby? She's taken over from Fern on this morning. Oh, right. You're not showbiz, are you? No. You're not. But I'll see Carol, she'll tell you. And Holly, Holly was doing it, and she said, would you like to have children? She said, uh, aye, because she talks like That's that. That's a great aye. accent. We'd like to have uh, baby. <laughs> and, uh, but obviously not yet. She's got a career. Yeah, quite. You don't, you don't get pregnant and have a career. We'll leave you some of these. Can right. I have a couple now? Yes, absolutely. If Baroness was here, she'd be throwing them at you. Well, she would be, because she's not used to refined food. She's in the house That's a, of No, she's in the house of Listen, she wasn't born a baronet, was she? She was sort of given it. She probably paid some money in, and they go, do you want, what do you want to be this year? She went, I think I'll be a baroness. They go, that's an extra £100 for that. <laughs> Comes with free, free oranges or something. See you later. Bye. Thank you very much indeed. Andrew Pierce is with you after the news at 11 this morning. Simon Calder is here between 2 and 4 this afternoon. Up to 2 million travellers are potentially vulnerable to a Christmas or New Year's strike by British Airways cabin crew. 24 hours before the result of their ballot for industrial actions announced. Simon will assess what a yes vote could mean for passengers. He'll also visit Heathrow's new check-in zone beside Platform 6 at Paddington Station. And as the new rail schedules take effect across Europe, Richard Quest of CNN tells Simon that train operators must make the going easier if they're to lure travellers from the airlines. Whether you're heading north, south, east or west, Make an appointment for the Travel Clinic at two this afternoon here on LBC 97.3 with Simon Calder. OK. Right, we've got enough time to go through the uh, papers for the final time so I can whiz through and bring you all the exciting stories we missed earlier on. And don't forget the fabulous My Sony Vio laptop can be yours for oh, pennies, 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 pennies. It finishes at 11 o'clock, so you've got 21 minutes to go for this one. Top performing laptop, really, really lovely. Uh, it's got 250 gigabytes of hard drive. And the hammer will come down at 11 o'clock. OK, so have a go for it. You've got to work out how low you think it's going to go. The computer will help you. The computer will say you've got a unique bid, in which case you hang on to it and hope that nobody goes under your bid. So you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, followed by your bid in pence and send it to treble eight two one. Set a bid £1.19. You text Steve, then 119, and send it to treble eight. Two one. This competition finishes at 11 o'clock this morning. No hanging around all day for this one on the programme. Entries are limited. You must be over 16. They cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. OK. Rob says, I put a bet on at my local betting shop that it will snow Christmas Day this year. I do it every year and haven't won for a very long time. Yeah, it was 2002, I think they said, when it snowed last. I think that. I think... I could be wrong, actually. Uh, a lot of people saying um, Joe should win. 
on X Factor. I mean, I think it's highly likely he will. But on the other hand, I think if they want to milk it for two albums, they'll let Ollie win. And then I think they will, they'll, they'll get two albums out of it. I don't think Stacey will record an album. Nobody's going to buy a Stacey album. She'll go on the tour with them, but, they'll, but they won't actually... They won't record an album. It just wouldn't be worth it, would it, really? 84850, Stephen LBC... Uh, Matthew says you're doing the Christmas Day breakfast show. Yep, I'm doing the breakfast show Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and every day the following week. So uh, you'll be suffering with me every day. And believe you me, I will be making you suffer every day. But we will on Christmas. We might open the phone lines. I haven't quite decided yet. I'll have a word with my doctor to see whether or not, you know, legally I have to do it. But uh, we might open them on Christmas morning, just in case you've forgotten to send presents to people. And that will be the time you'll be ripping paper off left, right and centre. Unless, of course, you live alone. In which case, not much point, is there? So you might as well tune in to me, because I'll be doing exactly the same, and then we can sort of, we can go through Christmas and we'll tell people how long to do for the turkey in the oven and how much stuffing and all the things you want to know about. The cri- I mean, by now, if you make your stuff, you should have done your Christmas cake. That actually should have been done. In fact, I would have suggested it should be iced already by now. But some people are a, a bit slow on the Christmas cake this year. You know why? Because even though people love making Christmas cakes and they love making Yule logs and they cover with chocolate robins on and everything else, people go out and buy them because they're so cheap now. You can buy cakes for two or three quid and people say, why should I bother making it when I can go and buy it cheaper? And that's, that's the way it... Uh, 2004, says Mark. I knew it was something about 2000 and something. So 2004, when it, um, when it snowed last on Christmas Day. Ha, 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 ha. Everybody going, oh, I wish it would snow this year. The only, per- per- the only people who love it are kids. Kids absolutely love the snow on Christmas Day. Adults absolutely can't bear it. They really cannot stand. They go, oh, not snow Christmas Day. We've got to drive. Got to drive to your Auntie Hetty's. And then, uh, and then you've got to get there. And then if, if people break down. And people never remember, do they? You never take, you know, rugs in the car. We used two years ago. At least Boris wouldn't have to cancel the buses. Actually, out here, I was, I was saying the other day, when it snowed February of this year, I looked out this window. This was so pretty out here. But it was a nightmare getting back. <laughs> nightmare getting back. Uh, 84850, steve at So quickly in the, uh, in the papers, there's the, uh, the, the children that uh, Julie was mentioning earlier on, who they push into these charity bins to steal the cl- People thieve everything nowadays, don't they? People absolutely thieve everything. You can't believe it. I mean, I'd, I'd bring back hanging... I think so much easier. Um, another one here. They're, they're talking about the uh, the death of Maggie Jones. I must be on ITV2 or something the other day, because I turned on and there she was. And I thought, this must I must be watching a very old coronation street. But she was wonderful. She was absolutely wonderful. Uh, Wayne Bridge has split with his stunning girlfriend, uh, Vanessa Peroncel. I don't know who he was either. Apparently he's a footballer. And he split with his girlfriend. Why would that be of any interest to anybody at all? Ridiculous, isn't it? Um, also here... As we said earlier on, the uh, scrapping of the uh, vetting parents who occasionally drive kids to after-school football. I think the most stupid idea I've ever heard. Absolutely the stupidest idea. Uh, however, you will all be going out today to go shopping. You're all going to be going crackers, thinking it's maybe this week Christmas, but it's not. You've got another week to go. Uh, but best to get your tree today. Best to get uh, your holly wreath. I love holly wreaths. And also, I've not seen a huge amount of Christmas lights on the front of people's houses. And I love lights on the front of people's houses. Even inside. Mind you, it's a bit like looking, as I say, at the classic FM Christmas studio. It is the funniest thing. It's such a shame that we, well, I can't show you what it looks like. 
because you'd, you'd absolutely love it if you love Christmas. You'd absolutely go crackers for it. As I say, I'm going to get some tinsel today and decorate the LBC studio, because it's the only studio in the entire building that does not, not have Christmas anywhere there. Uh, X Factor, X Factor, X Factor, X Factor. And 200,000 wannabes will be whittled down to one winner after 41 and a half hours of telly magic. Right, it's Jessica Bolton, the TV correspondent. You know, where you've had... I mean, to be honest with you, I've said before, 200,000, you've ended up with two very average singers and somebody who's actually quite good, but not fantastically brilliant. Joe's good, but he's not fantastically brilliant. And, um, you know, he's, he's had a nice time. It's been a journey, live the dream, and all that kind of rubbish that they come up with. But when you think how awful some of the others must have been, they got rid of 200,000, you've ended up with these three. Uh, Robbie's the one. This is to put on the X Factor... Panel, no chance, no chance. I thought he'd gone back to America, actually. I thought we'd finally got rid of him. He didn't really uh, contribute much here. Simon wants the Robster to be the hit show's fifth judge. You don't need any more judges. He can't stand Danny and wants her off the panel. Rubbish. Absolute rubbish. I mean, it's, it's just, you just can't see Simon saying that. I d- listen, I think he's very, very good, very, very clever. I don't think he'd ever say that. And apparently Joe McKeldry has struck up uh, a new friendship with Cheryl Cole's husband, Ashley. As if. It'll last about five minutes. Last about five minutes. But he's been through hell. He's had years of gay taunts by bullies and he's hated it. He apparently has had a girlfriend in the past. Because it is possible to be that camp and not be gay. It's just that kind of the singing of the show tunes kind of, you know, doesn't, doesn't really help matter, does it? I don't think so. But they've got pictures of his mum. He was very chubby at one time. He was a very, very chubby boy. Uh, they're also now talking about... Uh, this, I mean, I don't believe any of this. Replacing Danny with somebody else. Why? Why would you bother changing something that is, is a winning formula? You're just not going to do it, are you? You're going to keep something that works. As they said before, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And how old do you have to be to buy a mobile phone? Details after this. It's the travel with Craig Birchill. Hi, Steve. Traffic is slow moving on the M25 now. Clock. Oh, you've got 12 minutes left to have a go for the uh, how low. And it's for my Sony Vio laptop. Got no idea what the colour is, but it'll be fantastic because it's a Sony. It's as simple as that. Can be yours for pennies, but it finishes at 11. Some of these um, run through the day, but this one finishes at 11 o'clock this morning. So good luck to everybody. Details coming up in a moment in case you've just turned on the wireless just before you sort of you know, decide to start doing your Christmas lists and all the rest of it. Um, Sarah says, uh, I haven't even started Christmas shopping yet. But it's like, you don't have to do Christmas shopping, it's just that... 90, in fact, I think you could just go out wandering around, Sarah, because you get caught up in the whole thing anyway. You don't have to spend money, it's like going to a fun fair. It doesn't make any difference, does it? You don't have to spend money to go to a fun fair, you just go there and watch the rides going around and watch other people being sick. Far more entertaining. Uh, Steve, great show as ever. Joe to win the X Factor. I think guys like Ollie are ten a penny. Well, I think about twenty a penny at the moment, aren't they? I mean, he's, he's just an average, very, very average, flat-singing karaoke boy from Essex who's prone to looking fat, I should imagine. And what they've done is they've trimmed him down for the television. He doesn't have any more discernible talent than I have for singing. But there you go. How old do you have to be to buy a mobile phone? Apparently 16, says the law. 16. They should not be used by under-16-year-olds. So what they did, they sent kids out at 10 and 11 to see if they could buy mobile phones. No trouble whatsoever. No trouble at all. Most of these shops, the, the salesman, says Ronnie, just made a joke about me buying a phone at my age. Uh, Ethan says the staff didn't seem to be interested in how old I was. Lauren, who's 11, says the only thing I asked what colour I would like. Liam says I certainly didn't expect it to be so easy to buy a mobile. They just go out and buy mobiles. It's not, it's not difficult. You can just go and buy them. 90% of the shops that they went to would, uh, would sell them. 
I mean, at no point of a branch of three in Reading did the salesman ask her age. He said, which, which colour do you want? Lauren was also sold a mobile in an O2 store, despite the head office claiming they didn't sell phones to under-16s. And to be honest with you, the people that they used in this survey, they do look particularly young. I know sometimes they send them out and they go, actually, he's 16, but he looks 10. Th- these do look like little children. Uh, Lauren was turned away at Phones View in Bracknell, but in Woolwich, Ronnie was able to buy a Nokia... 1661. He said the salesman made a joke about it. Liam walked into Tesco and Orange stores in Nate near Bristol and bought his phones without even being asked his age. And at Curry's Digital in Newcastle, Ethan Levin bought a Samsung. He said the staff didn't care how old I was. To be honest with you, I don't really see it makes any problem whether they buy them. Does it make any difference to us um, how old people have to be for phones? I mean, Nathan, my my Nathan's 11. He's He's got a mobile phone. His sister had one at that age. It's, I suppose it's the difference between actually going out and buying the thing, isn't it? That's the, the difference. I know earlier on, uh, Julie mentioned that Moira Stewart is to return to the BBC two years after being acts of being too old. Uh, the BBC are begging her to return. One plan is for her to join somebody's breakfast show. I can't tell you which one uh, when this person takes over. So, in other words, all the people who are currently doing this breakfast show out on their ear, I would think. Because if, if somebody else takes over a breakfast show, then you then you, you, you decide on what staff you want on it. So, in other words, if you were doing a big national breakfast show, it'd be like Johnny and Lisa, if they, if they, they decided who they wanted on their show, because, that, because they've got to work with them. So, exactly the same. So, if all of a sudden they actually left and, you know, I took over, I'd want to bring my own people around. And that's how it works, because that's the, it's the best way you work. So, all the people who are currently working on another radio station, where the breakfast show host is about to retire, um, they, they would be out, travel and everything else. You'd want it all to sound fresh and different. Apparently, you can... You can not buy the phone. You can have the phone but not buy it. So parents have control over what you can access. Why don't they just do a phone that's just got numbers on it? Make it so much easier, wouldn't it? You don't have to be sort of too complicated with uh, all of these things. Uh, Ronnie Wood has been invited home for Christmas Day by his ex-wife Jo. I bet she's laughing. Uh, Can you really? Um, And also there's going to be a Christmas price war at the petrol pumps. Uh, three pence off a litre. Asda said drivers at its 179 forecourts would pay a maximum of £1.3.9 and pence and pound five for diesel. Tesco have now promised similar cuts and they're all going to do the same. As far as I'm concerned, it's absolutely brilliant. The more cuts we get, the better. Because, frankly, I need to fill up the car today. So I'd, I'd quite like it if they started uh, cutting back uh, almost immediately, if not sooner. Uh, 84850, steve at No, Noreen, no, you can't. I'll explain why to you later. Uh, according to the Weather Centre, if just one snowflake lands on the Weather Centre on Christmas Day, they declare it a white Christmas, says Hazel. Yes, they've got various points around London and the country where if a snowflake lands. But, of course, you're never just going to get one snowflake because they don't come down in, you know, there'll be a whole blanket of it and it'll come down. But you're quite right. It's, it's if the one snowflake lands, then they, uh, they pay. Uh, Jenny says, nothing like home-cooked Christmas cake. Shop-bought one's really horrid. I see, the trouble is now they're doing them in garden centres where they're... Uh, they, they're homemade, but they're mass-produced, so they're, they're made to the same sort of recipe. Because I tell you, I quite like Mr. Mr. Kipling's cakes. I really do. Um, I had no choice, says Brenda, and I had to check out Cheryl Cole's Night In. Three minutes was long enough. Torture. How is someone who is tuneless judge people who want to sing? 
I, I agree totally. In fact, when she started the programme, I thought, dear God, you've made an idiot of yourself on this. But again, I think another Simon Cowell-produced programme. It had, had him at the beginning. Can't see why I would want to put him on there, apart from that. And he was trying to do an expression, but because he can't act and he's got Botox, there's not much movement going on at all. But uh, it was a dreadful programme. As I say, it, it wasn't so much... I thought she was. it was her show. But it wasn't. She was being interviewed by Holly Willoughby. Because otherwise it probably would have been absolutely ghastly, I'm afraid. I can't remember the sprout liquor. You get it in Brussels, OK? Sometimes uh, very good indeed. Very good indeed, as, as Julie will, will testify. So Andrew Pierce will be talking to uh, Andrew Gilligan today. They'll be talking about the vetting laws, new expenses law. Will it be workable? Uh, should we be able to use intercepts in terrorist cases? And then Sue Carroll will be in a little bit later on, presumably to wander through the paper and presumably to talk about the X Factor from the uh, other night and what we can look forward to tonight. I don't know. Simon in Westminster, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, apparently, Heather Mills has broken two ribs during training for Dancing on Ice. Ha! <laughs> There's not really a lot I can say after that. And here's Susan Boy looking a little bit... Um, a little bit stressed out, meeting Donny Osmond. Donny meets Susan, strangely enough. She, he's 51, she's 48, he looks better than she does. Not difficult, is it, I suppose? Not difficult. And the turkey thing. The turkey thing, which is uh, fantastic. And there's a new reality show featuring celebrities again. Only this one, they say, is uh, celebrities having to survive in the icy wastes of the Arctic Circle. It's going to follow a group of famous people as they trek 2,000 miles. They're going to be announced early in January. In other words, it'll be another bunch of desperate people. I mean, put it this way, you're going to be going there. You're going to be trekking in temperatures of minus 50. You're not going to see their... Fa- they're not going to be actual celebrities, are they? They're just going to be a few people off Hollyoaks and some naffo who went out with some page three girl 25 years ago. Because a celebrity dancing on ice, there's no celebrities in it at all. Daniela Westbrook, Heather Mills. I mean, already you're, you're turning off in your droves, I'm afraid, which is a shame. Um, it's quite nice, actually. Tomorrow, I'm a little bit worried by GMTV plugging the fact that uh, Richard Arnold will be live from Louis Walsh's dressing room. The mind boggles at that one. And um, Frank Skinner was back on the television the other day interviewing, strangely enough, Russell Brand. It was a most peculiar interview. I didn't, I didn't know that um, Frank was, was around still, but he's obviously, a, obviously coming back again. And I missed Robson Green's Wild Swimming Adventures, which is great. Because uh, if you like swimming, but frankly, if you're not into swimming, it's not really going to do you much good, is it, at all? And uh, interestingly enough, who says the BBC never achieve anything? Episode two of Amanda Holden's old-fashioned Heidi Heyer-style sitcom Big Top was even worse than episode one. And that's some achievement. It's really ridiculous. Strange enough, though, I picked up a copy of um, World's Fair, which, of course, deals with circus and everything else, and they wrote a glowing report on Big Top. I could only assume they must be watching a different show. The one I watched was the biggest part of garbage I've seen in ages and absolutely dreadful 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 and yet for some reason people uh, people sort of watch things like that it's a great cast it's just not a very good program I'm afraid Anne-Marie says I have to make my own Christmas cakes and puddings I'm allergic to almonds no oh, right yeah you, yeah you can buy ready-made uh, marzipan you can throw all that away thank you is that marzipan got almonds in it I don't know. you not get it without almonds or something I don't know how it works, actually, to be honest. I've, I've never made a Christmas cake in my life. My mother used to make Christmas cakes, but uh, I don't do anything like that. As far as I'm concerned, it's all shop-bought. I mean, if, if I could, I'd probably have a little orchard and grow my own little tiny oranges. But then I'd only have to share them, wouldn't I? I love the idea that Terry Vary uh, bought uh, a Sony Vio laptop. Unfortunately, it was stolen. And the guy had installed software, which meant 
that every time she hit the key, he knew exactly what she was doing. So they, they got it. And after a couple of days, they had every Facebook message and email she'd sent, credit card details and home address. So they went to the police. And she got caught. Which is good news, isn't it? A rather stupid girl, if you ask me. But never mind. That's the trouble. If anybody offers you something like a laptop, say, I only get them on Steve Allen's show, because that's the only decent way to get them. You've got two minutes to get your bids in. Hammer comes down. 11 o'clock this morning. And you can win your very own, very own, very own Sony Vio laptop. So, play Steve... S-T-E-V-E. Then you'll bid in pence and send that to treble eight two one. For example, to bid £1.76, write Steve 176 in a text and send it to treble eight two one. Uh, competition ends at 11 o'clock this morning, about a minute and a half. Must be over 16. Entries limited and cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Don't forget to podcast. Thank you so much for your company today. It's not going to snow, but go and get your Christmas trees. Go into all your stuff. Thanks to the producer. Thanks to the assistant producer, the phone op, the dresser, makeup, hair, and everybody else who knows me. Thank you very much indeed. Andrew's with you after the news. You think you'd wake in a house fire? 